like do you guys ever listen to uh like the nerdist does it a couple of podcasts do it where they just kind of they'll they'll start the podcast like mid-conversation they just kind of come into the room bullshitting and then they'll like you know <laughs> drop in the audio from that well i always thought about doing that with us i don't know i wouldn't mind that i mean i sometimes yeah. it feels forced because like in the beginning then it's just like okay we're just gonna go ahead and get right into it like you say that every week and i'm like well that's what we always do we get right into it so <laughs> let's just get right into it <laughs> well, uh, welcome to move left <laughs> Uh, I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo. Uh, oh shit, we were recording. Damn it! Yeah, yeah, we're just gonna fucking do it. But it works. I'll do. I'll do the. I'll do the intro and post. Um, I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo, joined by my co-hosts, uh, the shocked and chagrined Ladonna Loki. Ladonna, what's happening? Now joining the circus. Glad to be here. <laughs> and comrade Dracula, comrade, what's happening? Hey, what does chagrined actually mean? It's like like miffed or like disgruntled. Hmm. Or... Okay, but like smiling too. Yeah. <laughs> it both surely or something. <laughs> it's a bunch of weird fucking words. <laughs> um, yeah. So we we we're, this is gonna be like a five hour show. So. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't even have time to do like a fake funny ramp up about oh well you know the DNC really has it no oh, the, the, the DNC I... is full of fucking idiots and we're gonna get right into why yeah let me start with get a funny right anecdote that has nothing to do with Feckless anything fucking morons I just yes, have continue. to I'm sorry continue <laughs> all right so um, here's how my work day ended and I knew it was like a I don't know if this, this is a sign of anything but the last person I talked to today somebody calls in and they go. Uh, hey, so I'm just curious about if I'm going to be affected in, in as far as trying to get a passport um, because, uh, well, my husband just committed suicide to avoid uh, a bunch of tax debt he had, and now I've been saddled oh, with shit. it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, Jesus Christ. And I said, well, you know, you have to have a pretty substantial amount of tax debt before the Department of State would yank your passport. You have to have, like, over 50000 She goes, eh, it was half a million. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck was, I mean, you can't say it, obviously, but uh, what the hell did her husband do? Uh, he was it, he was committing tax fraud through his business, and when he got caught, he thought somehow if he just committed suicide, it would go away, and that's How not what happened. How many taxes is that? Oh, I don't know. If you had a big business. And, I guess, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. so, but uh, yeah, Rock. it was just like, oh, okay, I've, this is a not a call like every day. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is like, so yeah, if you, you say you probably should kill yourself too. It'd so all, of, all the, <laughs> all the life insurance and all the inheritance and like everything that she now had IRS went after it. So it's yeah. like, God, they get horrible. paid before anybody does. Yeah. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Well, and they, you know, people have done studies. They way disproportionately go after people that make under 30,000 a year and almost never go after people that actually make <laughs> substantial money and dodge way more in taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this because is it's a lot easier for them to crush the little guy who can't fight them back legally mm -hmm. than somebody who's, you know, rich. Anyway. Ugh. So I, I don't know if that's maybe they're trying to get better about going after rich people, but uh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, eh, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on it. It'd be nice. <laughs> the, the, um, the new, the new Marxist IRS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, fellow comrades. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the fucking DNC, man. I, <laughs> I, I just, you know, I, I just really can't. So uh, they made a whole big, you know, hullabaloo about how Bernie wasn't giving them their email list and oh he's trying to hurt the party and how dare he he should just give yeah, it to them it as if Jew. it would help them as if that, it would help them well, at all. yeah well that's yeah, that's <laughs> the one thing but uh, so it's like you know 
he should just give it to him for free. That's what all candidates do. They kept saying. <laughs> yep. Well, it turns out, thanks uh, to some leaks, or actually not even leaks, uh, FEC filings, uh, Democratic National Committee is paying $1.65 million for access to the email list, voter data, and software produced by Hillary for America during the 2016 presidential campaign. The DCCC has paid more than 700000 to rent the same email list. So, you know, the fucking Democrats waving their finger at Bernie Sanders saying everyone gives the uh, their email list as an in-kind donation. Obama gave his, as you know, to his credit as an in-kind donation back in 2008, uh, which, by the way, was twice as, as successful as raising money uh, as Hillary's <laughs> list was. I, I, could, I can't fucking imagine why. Um, but, uh, yeah, so James Zogby, who was on the Unity Reform Commission with Nomi Konst, uh, you know, trying to actually get the DNC to be slightly less shitty. Uh, Which is more and more of a futile task. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they they just totally ignored all of their, you know, milquetoast, well, not milquetoast suggestions, but they totally ignored all their suggestions, uh, which were not even that really radical. I kind of feel bad that, that some <laughs> good people were on it to lend any credibility to it whatsoever now, because yeah, no, I, all, all of Bernie's people, well, I, I, it was you know, I when they were, Nina Turner was on there. It's like, when they tried to yeah. shape the, the party platform and Josh Fox was like, Hey, maybe you should be against fracking. And they were like, no, <laughs> they nope. were like, no, we actually have a uh, fracking lobbyist as the lead of the fucking Hillary Clinton <laughs> yeah. platform. Uh, part, uh, but they came know, up committee. with they came out with this myth that like, well, Bernie got to draft the whole platform, and they don't they're not even appreciative of that. No, oh, no, every they- single <laughs> thing his people proposed was voted down. Every single yeah. thing. Literally, there's a list of like 15 amazing things that are like no brainers for that the whole base supports that were just which is voted hilarious down. because now people are saying that Cory Booker has introduced a federal jobs guarantee. <laughs> we'll get to that. Don't don't jump the gun, but that's I I will fucking rail on that. Um, oh god, I didn't even have that written on my rundown. I'll I'll I'll, I'll sandwich it. All right, we'll, but, we'll uh, do six so, hours. <laughs> yeah, right. James Zogby uh, tweeted out. Uh, so the DNC and DCCC are paying millions to use Clinton's list. Uh, what's especially aggravating about this is that uh, on the Unity Reform Commission, the Clinton appointees kept pushing hard for Bernie to turn his lists over to the uh, to the DNC for free, saying that, quote, all candidates do it. Uh, turns out, not fucking true. Um, <laughs> and of course it's not true, and they're just fucking... But you know what? We, we were talking about this in the chat, and people have been speculating. They have to know that they're not going to raise funds from Bernie's list. So it really is probably <laughs> to target them to make sure that those are the people that, you know, in case some voting rolls go missing again in Brooklyn or yeah. you know, whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, we know which ones. Well, they figure even if a few people donated, you know, it's, you know, worth it yeah, for them. I, I don't think market. they would be so vehement about it if they didn't have some kind of an ulterior motive beyond because they know nobody's going to fucking give money to them. I mean, have they seen their own emails? Like, like <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, it, 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 it's just more fucking corruption and grifting from the Clinton campaign. Everything was a fucking money grub for her. You know, well, and no, I tweeted no this week. I was like, "Tell the... me again about how she propped up the party, and she was the lifeblood of oh, the party." Oh, she bailed them out. She gave them money. She fucking exactly. extorted them for millions of dollars. What <laughs> and power fuck? and control, and then you know is charging them on the back end too. So yeah, I'm done with the Hillary as the savior of the party. Not that I was ever there to begin with, but now I'm really done. <laughs> no, it's preposterous from the start. It just you know. And then, but you know, again, that we we didn't talk it. We we talked about it briefly last week. But they're now focusing all of their money and energy on this fucking bullshit lawsuit, 
which you know the more i dug into it and more people were pointing out and it didn't even occur to me when i first i was first reading it their suit is basically in violation of the first amendment because they're suing wikileaks which is a <laughs> you know journalism organization right. for publishing uh material leaked to them so not only are they being fucking morons doing a pr stunt by suing the fucking country of russia but it, it well they don't want wikileaks to have any credibility as journalists so they will continue to reframe them as you know just people who are um you know leaking classified information and as traitors and treasonous and all of that rather than allowing them any credibility. Yeah, well, it's, it's like Washington Post saying that uh, the source of WikiLeaks should go to jail, even though Washington Post reported on what was leaked. You know, <laughs> right? It's like Washington Post, the first newspaper to advocate uh, jailing their source. <laughs> yeah, but same paper last. that once you know, published the fucking Pentagon Papers. Mm. Real, real, real fucking fall from grace with that. It's, it's so, fine you know, for them it's as just, long as they get the oh, scoop. God, yeah, <laughs> it's just fucking disgusting. And, and it's like they don't understand how... The other thing that people pointed out and that also didn't even occur to me, what this opens up the U.S. to be sued into fucking oblivion by every country in the world <laughs> for meddling in their elections. Because if we sue Russia uh, for meddling in our election and win, um, how, how do you, how, I, I think Iran has a fucking Russia. good case. How do you uh, yeah, well, sue a country? You don't. It's a fucking PR. You, it's no, bullshit. There's no it's civil court bullshit. for world entities like that. Right. Did they not understand what discovery of evidence is where you have to like show all your like you got to show your this hand before you play it? going to blow up in their face. Absolutely blow up in their face. And They're they, so fucking dumb. They've got to know that. I mean, they've got to know that. It, but they got nothing else. They got nothing. It's, yeah. it, it, it's a stunt to fundraise. I guarantee you. This is a little f a injection in the arm because they're, you know, desperate for money right now because nobody will give the DNC money. Um, and yeah, they're sitting just... there looking at their, you know, their <laughs> negative bank balance or whatever, and they're like, hmm, what else can we do? What other ways can we grift and try to, you know, bring in some money? Oh, I know. Well, they gee, the Hillary Clinton cash cow isn't coming in. And, you know, that, that <laughs> cash cow's out to pasture. She's right. fucking raking in money to her own bullshit, you know. She, she was doing some uh, speaking event for some regional transit authority today. And I was like, what, why is she doing a thing for that? Like, when has she ever been a, a, an advocate for public, a public transportation infrastructure? And She'll advocate for fucking anything yeah. if you give her enough money. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, it, it was, it's, you see very, like, top-down, developer-driven, what they call transit-oriented development. And it's not about advocating the public transit. It's about advocating the giant, unaffordable sky condos they build along that new improved transit line so that we you know and, and nothing against transit but Wait, it's like you mean those aren't for us <laughs> no it's it's not for the people who have to take transit it's for the people that will still park their suv in the middle of manhattan and take transit once in a while as an option yeah. right so that that's the kind of thing hillary's gonna go there and get paid to speak for <laughs> just Beautiful. unbelievable oh god well you know let's let's move on from the uh dnc because i just get a fucking aneurysm if we have to keep talking about them are you going to talk uh, at all about the the leak about sydney hoyer too you know i, I didn't mean, really have time to prepare that for this week i was, I was going to do it next week but yeah the, but basically big fucking surprise <laughs> the uh the democratic party uh pressures candidates uh to drop out of races because they think that they have a right to pick uh who should win the democratic primary and they should put their full support behind that person and not at all well, remain neutral, even though they claim they, they're neutral. They want a lawsuit that yeah. says they're allowed to cheat, so they're going <laughs> to, you know, like yeah. 
So that so uh, you know, I'll play it next week. But there's audio of uh, of Steny Hoyer, who's the House Minority Whip uh, for the Democrats, so the second leading uh, Democrat in the House, uh, pressuring a progressive candidate. Who worked for Obama, by the way? This is not like this is some you know wild-eyed socialist. You know, he was just a more progressive candidate than the uh, fucking prosecutor that they are that they are trying to push as a candidate. Uh, surprise, surprise! Fucking Democrats love cops all of a sudden. For uh, me, they- it was such a huge deal. It was such a confirmation of everything that we all knew was happening behind the scenes. But to just to hear it, yeah, for you me, know, I'm, I'll drop just- the audio. I'll drop yeah. the audio in here so people can hear it, but it it, it, it was disgusting. And you know, and then Nancy it, Pelosi defending it beyond that was just like, oh, this is this is nothing new. What what you know? What's wrong with us picking who's good? You know, who we think should be the winner or who can actually win in the general? Nothing wrong with that. I'm like, what what about the will of the voters? Oh yeah, you don't care about that. Never mind. So just quick editor's note: uh, I have the audio here. Uh, it's a little bit tough to hear, but if you strain, you can hear it. Uh, there's a little bit of music playing at the end. That's just from the video uh, that The Intercept put up. Uh, so just ignore that. You would like me to get out of the race. You keep saying I'd like you to get out. And the court that's, that's correct. Yeah. I know you're fundraising for Crow. Yeah. You know? I'm for Crow. I'm for Crow because the judgment is made very early on. And it's the state of the decision so your position is a decision was made, you know, very early on before voters had to say, that's fine because that's the DCCC knows better than the voters of the 6th Congressional District and we should line up behind that candidate. That's certainly a consequence of our decision. There are two things I'd like you to consider. One may be easier than the first would be... If you stay in the race, mm-hmm. frankly, I would hope you would not. I'll get to But if you stay in the race, it is not useful to the objective to tear down the throw. Mm-hmm. clearly the favorite. That doesn't mean you win. Just means it's the I hear you. That doesn't mean it's right. Just no. no, I hear you. Right. I don't know Crow well, but I think he's a decent human being. So before we before we go any further on that, Crow is the favorite, N- in no small part, Congressman Hoyer, because the DCCC not only put its finger on the scale, but started jumping on the scale very early on. And I'm born and raised a Democrat. I mean, it's undemocratic to have a small elite select someone and then try to rig the primary against the other people running. And that is that is basically what's been happening. I hear you, and I disagree. But you were part of that process Absolutely. as well. You said Absolutely. after? Yes, yeah. I've been after this a long time. Yeah. Uh, when I said you need to get in strong, hard, and early, you disagree with me. Honestly, your choice. And you guys are shoveling money at him. I'm going to continue. You're going to continue to do it? We are going to continue to do it. And the reason we might want to do it is because a decision was made to focus. It was clear that was our policy and our hope that we could early on try to come to agreement on a candidate that we thought could win the judgment. And to give that candidate all the help we could give them so that we would have a unified effort going into a general election. Which, which means, 
effectively Congressman Hoyer, I'm running a campaign against Crow and against you and against the DCCC because you guys are on Crow's side. And you know, Steny Hoyer is fucking horrible. He was I, I, he was in the news a couple months ago trying. I forget what he was lobbying against, but he was lobbying against. I think he was lobbying against uh, the Medicare for All bill or the fifteen dollar minimum wage. He was trying to. I'm pretty sure it was Medicare for all. I'll have to double check on that. But I remember his name coming up as somebody who was secretly, not so secretly, trying to flip House members on uh, bills that were, you know, being wildly uh, supported by the Democrats in the House. Yeah, there was an article that came out this week by the uh, some of the establishment Dems basically pushing we need ACA 2.0 in the you know for 2018 elections and then Medicare in 2020 you can talk about Medicare for all. Like no, we're, we're not but, waiting. <laughs> no, it's just they're fucking done. You know they know they're done, and the good thing is that they're terrified, which is why they keep doing everything they can to save the for-profit healthcare industry. And it's just not going to fucking happen. Nobody is going to get behind Medicare extra for all, you know, a bullshit (laughs) plan that maintains the private insurance markets and allows some people to buy in as like a public option. No, we're done with the public option. You had your fucking chance for your milk toast public option and you you fucking torpedoed it on purpose. The Obama administration fucking torpedoed it on purpose pretended they wanted it and then it was like oh well we can't get you know fucking joe lieberman to sign up yeah bullshit <laughs> you know what G- glenn greenwald said something really prescient once he's like the democrats always have a rotating villain that kills any piece <laughs> of legislation and they ag- all agree on it beforehand you know sometimes it's joe manchin or claire mccaskill so or they, they couldn't have gotten one republican to go along with it like they, they can always get three or four democrats to exactly vote for oh, yeah. fucking pompeo <laughs> but they can't do the other thing they, six I mean, Six of them voted for him, by the way. I I think once he they leaked that that leaked leaked that photo of him shaking hands with uh, with uh, Kim Jong. It was just, it was like oh well I guess he already he's already on the job. I guess we have to vote for him now. Oh shit! I guess. It, uh, it was, I mean, what, what he probably has already moved into the office. What are we gonna make uh, him pack his stuff up? I mean, come on, just uh, rude. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, we'll get there. We'll get to that. We'll one. get to North Korea, but yeah. So you know, I just. Fuck this fucking party. I mean, it doesn't need to be said, and we know that they have bad intent, but it's just, there's just week after week mounting evidence. And the good thing is that I think, in the face of all this mounting evidence, eventually some of it has to squeak through. Like, you know, obviously MSNBC, CNN, none of those networks ever fucking cover this shit, but I think there's such a dearth of it that eventually it's going to seep through to the uninformed voters and uninformed you know democrats who get most of their news from mainstream outlets so well, like let the me more be clear this on comes this, out though, because i think it's i think it's fine and i think it's important for us to say fuck this party but to still be willing and able to support candidates directly who believe as i believe that it's necessary to run as either a D or an R in almost every market i think the the big exception to that is tim canova um, who has, you know, every reason and um, all of that to, <laughs> and no uh, about, motive right? whatsoever. He, 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 to... <laughs> he had a fair election last time. They didn't destroy yeah, totally. ballots or anything. <laughs> but, you know, um, for everywhere else, no, as I, much I, as I, I, I love I agree, the third-party but... candidates, you know, and I love yeah, independence, just, it's just, ugh. yeah, it's so slanted oh, had, in favor of I, the two parties. I had one of those uh, today where uh, on Twitter, or not today, but this week, somebody was like, yeah, I like to Bernie until he's sold out. 
And of course, I, th- I was like, uh, okay, let's see where this one goes. And, it, and I was like, uh, pray tell, how did Bernie sell out? Well, he wouldn't run as a green when they offered it to him. I was like, look, I love the greens. I've worked for your, I've worked for the party. I've donated countless hours to help you. But Bernie was actually trying to win. <laughs> right. Sorry. But. Well, and also, he probably would have garnered a, sig- a significant number of votes if he had gone green after the primary. He probably would have gotten 20, 30%. But... Uh, they would have blamed him forever for giving right. us Trump. Well, and he, he they already do. So, but I know, but yeah, they would have yeah. had like a more le- not a legitimate, but they would have. Had, you know, I mean, democracy is democracy, and you're allowed to vote for who the fuck you want to vote for. But mm-hmm. they would have had a an easier case to make, and it would have, I think, hampered his popularity. And I think he actually made the right call because oh, of course, look where the fuck he is he, right he, now. He, I mean, he's, he's you know he's at the forefront. He leads the party. He's he's pushing all these things. Everyone's like, well, they're never gonna they're never gonna let single payer happen. With a Republican Congress, it's like, I don't think you know how this works. It's not, That's not how legislation <laughs> works. You don't no. just think of it and then it gets passed next week. You have to build momentum behind an idea. Yeah. Well, and it come was, with it big was ideas. Like the, every time they tried to kill uh, Romney Care <laughs> um, and they failed every time, Bernie would go out there and say, now it's time to push for single payer. And uh-huh. Democrats would, would say, what is he doing? What is he doing? It's like he's doing something called capitalizing on your victory and pushing further. And I know that's such a foreign concept <laughs> to Democrats, but that's how you fucking win. Is you take that opportunity of of maintaining the status quo you just maintained, and then you push for something more. You know, and it's it, that like, is in my it. mind what it means to be a progressive, and I don't right. think a lot of people understand that. Yeah. Well, because they're not used to progressive ideas winning. They're not used to somebody who's actually fighting for something rather than just going, "Well, we tried, but on, in the end, we had to vote for Pompeo." Well, I mean, you know, that's because the Democrats. I mean, we talk about this a lot, but about half, you know, I, Bernie's like the only good progressive in in the Senate. I think we can, <laughs> we can say pretty much. Sometimes Elizabeth Warren, but she's very deferential to the establishment uh, mm-hmm. at times uh about half of democrats in in the senate i would say are republicans you know you have your diane feinstein your joe manchin your claire mccaskill who you know are democrat in name only and then the other half are the uh people that are just paid losers that are in safe blue <laughs> districts that they find you know mm-hmm. so those people the idea of pushing further on an idea or, a, or you know some big uh, platform position is f- like so foreign to them. They they've never done it. They don't know how to do it. Could, so what if we could turn one of them? You know, I mean, we we turn lots of different I, I, people. You know, make them more progressive. What if we could get a hold of? I don't know, I don't know of that there are any other ones in the Senate. That, I mean, it's really tough. Like, well, Jeff Merkley's been good on a lot of stuff. Jeff Merkley gets accolades from all the all the labor. You know, he gets all the labor he's, endorsements. He's he gets all the, the second best environmental one. stuff. Yeah. But then again, it's like when it comes to Israel, he's like. Palestinians, who's that? <laughs> Never heard of yeah. them. They almost all have a, a a really shitty. Even Bernie, I mean, you know, some of his foreign policy, um, I, I, you know, I think he's a little too interventionist and too deferential to the military-industrial complex, mm. which worries me if he ever gets in there. Uh, how he'll actually rein in, you know, the droning and all that shit. I, yeah. I don't know that he would necessarily, but I mean, he could just um, do it. <laughs> he doesn't have to. He wouldn't make a I big mean, show it, of it. It's but possible. Would, yeah. It is possible that he is um, being deferential right now because he knows that when he gets in there, he'll do what he wants. Yeah, he'll do that's what he wants, hope. and yeah. that's my hope in well, general. Because he, every, I mean, oh, so, Bernie is like, <laughs> sorry, but it's it's a, it's like everyone they they always tie veterans funding to more war funding. So it's like, right. of course, he's going to still vote for it because yeah. he's going he's not going to fucking. And he usually voices his opposition to the war end of it right. Right. when he does it. 
I mean, the thing with Bernie, though, we have to remember, and everyone's like, oh, he's sold out to the establishment. Bernie is like a fucking dyed-in-the-wool socialist. Like, he was going to, like, you know, Marxist fucking rallies and shit, like, in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, people think, you know... I, I really do think in in some set to, in some degree to some degree he's uh, Trojan horsing his way into he's playing you know, well, sure. yeah. well, the game. I get real I get irritated with people that are trying to be as as edgy as possible, and they're like, "Well, democratic socialism isn't real socialism," and it's like, "Is though socialism isn't democratic?" <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, right. Fucking stop splitting hairs. Just call it. What he's it a is. socialist. Like, yeah. and, and democratic socialists are fucking socialists. If you believe in socialist policies, you know, you you're go. socialist. There well, you it's go. easier to get it through to some other people but, that, but that believe socialism. But socialist is like a dirty word to some exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. And so for them, it's easier to say, well, democratic socialism is different and to get them over to your, your way of thinking. And then you slip in the socialism yeah. later. <laughs> so, you know, speaking of socialism and fucking awesome ideas, uh, Bernie, you know, announced this week that he's putting, for, putting forth a... Uh, jobs for all bill a, a you know guaranteed uh job uh for everyone in america that wants or needs one uh and this is uh a radical idea that was thought up way back in the fucking 40s and probably even before that i'm sure it was discussed but um well, but i mean it was by some fringe you know far left candidate that probably didn't have a lot of clout in the country at the time though right <laughs> yeah you know fdr just the, the yeah. most popular one of the most popular presidents we've ever had uh, he only had like what four terms in a row he got elected to though like, <laughs> they only elected him on. until he fucking died you know <laughs> they elected him to death <laughs> um so yeah i mean fdr you know back in uh the 40s proposed the uh the second new deal you know or the uh you know second what would you call it the second bill of rights yeah basically. it was like an economic economic bill of, bill of rights, rights, yeah. rights, economic yeah. bill of rights. Yeah, yeah yeah so it was you know right to a job uh right to health care <laughs> right to all these things that people are like oh well this is far you know the hillary clinton called a fucking pony i can't believe she lost i, I can't imagine well, why the for every candidate i have a, a meme that has that on it and for every candidate that i share that out for it goes i mean it's wildly successful it gets more likes more shares more reactions Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, it's huge. People love it. Yeah. Well, it's because it's fucking common sense. And every, you know, democratic socialist country does it, and they're way happier, they're way healthier, their their economies are way stronger, you know, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, our economy is a fucking, you know, a thousand pound weight sitting on a deck of cards, you know, balancing on a deck of cards. Like, what you know, it's just... So did you see the political cartoon sense. that came out today from some right-winger? And I don't know if you've ever seen many right-wing political you sent me the one i was it was just like this is so it's, yeah. it's bernie it's like bernie at a podium announcing his jobs bill and he's like everybody's gonna get a job and he's holding or he's like everyone's gonna get the right tools so that everyone has a job and he's holding up a hammer and sickle and it's like somebody had a great subtweet on it and they basically said do you realize like tweeting out the cartoonist saying do you realize that the hammer and sickle are actual tools and that's why they're the symbol of the workers party around the world and has been for 100 years because people actually want to fucking work and so did basically you see, did you see fucking Stuart Varney that 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 dried up turd on Fox News talking about this bill he's like it's him you know he's that British guy so everyone thinks he's fucking smart right. it's like this is immoral how can you just tell people they're gonna you're gonna take other people's hard-earned money and give it to other people to do a job like you could just guarantee people a job he's he's buying votes he's buying votes <laughs> I'm like uh, he's buying votes by proposing programs that are popular with 
people that's like what politics is you <laughs> propose policies and then people vote for you based on those policies that you propose yeah well you know and or, then, or you just right... talk about your gender and then people are expected to vote for you either way <laughs> the right is always talking about you know pulling yourself up by your bootstraps right and this idea oh, that yeah. they want everyone all these to well work. all these welfare queens should get a job and right to work this is exactly what they fucking want so what's go. the problem the problem is that they're going to outbid some of the private companies and force them to pay a living wage. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, that's really all. It well, is. it's, it, you know, these are the people that always want more cops and a bigger military. And it's then, and then they say, but government can't create jobs. And they're the party of like, oh, we're job creators. But then it, Bernie's like, yeah, you're right. We should create jobs. We should create a job for every man, woman and child who wants one. <laughs> It, or man and what you know not child not child labor but um you know every every person who wants one and then they fuck their like their heads explode it's just it just shows that they're all fucking bullshitters and they don't actually mean anything that they say well okay so here's um, here's what it really is and this is the same for the jobs market and the housing market is that you always want a pool of people that are perpetually unemployed or people that are perpetually homeless so that the people that are right on the cusp of that point are terrified of losing their job or terrified of yeah. losing their home. So they will accept exorbitant amounts of rents and they'll accept absolutely shit slavery wages because they're afraid of going back to that pool of being on the street and being broke and homeless, right? And not having a job, right? So the Which idea, is half the country. Right. I mean, 50% right. of the country So is you poor. get rid of that fear and suddenly it's like, well, the private sector suddenly doesn't have that weapon to use against their employees anymore, that, 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 uh, that thing they can threaten them with. So the idea of giving everyone a job, suddenly no one has to worry. No one has to be stressed out that they're going to lose their home or, or, or lose their means of income. You know, so they see that idea as abhorrent. <laughs> you know, they won't say it like that. <laughs> they'll frame it another way. Right, yeah. of course. They'll say, well, that's communism. If everyone has a job, everyone will be poor. They'll all be working. They're taking work, you know? your hard-earned money and giving it to other people for, for their labor. Doing, <laughs> for goods and services. <laughs> yeah. Giving money, people money for their kidding. labor? What is that? Fucking Stalinism? <laughs> fucking communism giving people money for actually doing work like i don't understand this foreign it, it, it's preposterous but you know um this is a fucking great idea uh it's not a new idea um but it's just a great big picture idea and the only way you're going to move the country forward in a positive direction is with big ideas it's not with you know milk toast half measures and all this other bullshit that the democrats keep proposing and then i saw this week a bunch of centrists were like oh well bernie's just trying to steal cory booker's idea and steal his thunder <laughs> cory booker first of all like as we pointed out this is not cory booker's idea this is not bernie sanders idea it's an idea that's been talked about on the left for fucking 60 70 years <laughs> no cory invented this what are you talking and, about uh, cory booker's proposal by the way is a uh, test uh a basically a study of the idea of guaranteed job <laughs> in 15 localities meaning 15 fucking cities this is just milquetoast fucking neoliberal bullshit 101 it's like well let's try a pilot program in 15 cities and make no. it fail <laughs> exactly that's not jobs for all you can't fucking win on bullshit like that's like saying like oh well let's let let's propose uh marijuana study in you know five cities and let's see how it does and then maybe in 10 years we'll re no fucking legalize it right. fucking well, that's give always, everyone that's a job like, the stalling just... tactic of concern yeah, exactly. trolls that say well uh before we can shut down this uh 70 year old fossil fuel pipeline we need to do a study to figure out what uh tearing it down what the environmental impact of removing the pipeline would be <laughs> 
And it's just, it's like, okay, well, here's... Then it breaks while you're doing And then the study costs $200,000, and they have to, like, well, we got to take three years to get the funding for the study to figure out if we can, you know... It's it's absurd. It's an absolutely stalling tactic. So, you know, and that was just fucking hilarious to me. People were like, you still in Cory Booker, of course, the milquetoast fucking neoliberal of all milquetoast neoliberals had one of the weakest, you know, attempts at this. And Bernie is, you know, working on big ideas because he has people around him, you know, saying, hey, let's do a jobs program. He's wanted to do that for years. He's talked about that. Let's do Medicare for all. Let's do, you know, free college. Let's do, uh, you know, $15 living wage. Well, this, $15 this is what I don't understand just... though, because you've got Cory Booker and Kamala Harris and some of these other, you know, uh, 2020 potential candidates that are blatantly taking, I won't just say Bernie's ideas, but I certainly ideas that he has popularized sure. in our yeah. time <clears throat> ideas. I mean, that, that, everyone has criticized bernie for but now it's okay because it's coming out of their mouths well that's always the funny <laughs> thing to see the dance that the neoliberals will do because you can go back and find tweets of them talking shit about all of these <laughs> programs and then you know there's either well oh I, I support kamala harris doing this or kamala you're falling you're you're, you're falling trap falling into a trap well don't don't you know support bernie's uh you know trick and you mm. know like this or, or the other people that say well i would support it i just don't like that it's coming from bernie like they have this weird <laughs> yeah. you know and then it's like well the, those people if you push them hard enough you'll you'll find that like they're criticizing bernie for growing up a poor jew and also for having three houses and being a uh, wealthy yeah. Jew now. And you kind of get the thing that they really have a problem with. And it's, yeah. Well, that's yeah. just like when they criticize him for being, uh, you know, they're like, well, he, you know, he talks to too many Republicans. He's, you know, he's <laughs> blah, blah, blah on guns. But then also at the same time, he's like the furthest left maniac, but he's also <laughs> a Republican. It's like, you know, he's not a real Democrat, but he's also the farthest left. It's just, they can't make up their minds. They, they he is a, uh, unstoppable force uh when it comes to ideas and you know because they yeah. have no fucking ideas so they just and have to smear well, his character and then, then they'll like, say he's polarizing it's like it's like a total self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy like look how yeah. polarized i am right now with bernie sanders it's like you're you're literally we call you the hate percent because you're the one of the eight percent you know of democrats that hate bernie sanders uh unlike the 92 percent fringe of democrats that love him whoever they are yeah. So, you know, while we're talking about the hate percent, uh, we should bring up one of their uh, champions, uh, Joy Reid, because she's been in the news a little bit this week. <laughs> Just a tad. <clears throat> Just a tad. Uh, Joanne. So, you know, a while back, some of uh, her old blogs surfaced uh, that were pretty uh, gross and homophobic, you know, about Charlie Crist, uh, the Florida Republican. She was basically just trying to out him and say he was like miss charlie but you know like not outrageous slurs or anything but it was like all right this is gross but whatever it's not the end of the world she she apologized for it mm -hmm. well people dug through her blog some more and they found uh plenty more shit uh i just have a couple of the highlights here from mediaite um some of the lowlights as mediaite itemized include uh defending former nba star tim hardaway's aggressively anti-gay comments by writing that while such comments are stupid for a public figure to make quote most straight people cringe at the sight of two men kissing which she says like five times in her blog and what year did she write um, that this is scattered between like oh seven oh you know between like i think oh seven and like oh eight or oh nine yeah that's 10 years ago yeah that's not, this is not like 1980 most, you know most people 
were not ever bothered by that, have never been bothered by that. No, <laughs> that's literally never bothered me in my life. And right. maybe it's because I'm younger than her, but I'm not thinking even that much younger than her. Um, saying she couldn't uh, go see Brokeback Mountain either, despite my sister's ringing endorsement, because I didn't want to watch the two male characters having sex. Does that make me homophobic? Probably. <laughs> that's like the fucking Hulk Hogan, like, oh, I don't know. Does that make me racist? I guess. Like, that's like, people are like, oh, she made homophobic comments. No, she didn't. Um, she literally says, like, does that make me homophobic? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so in the spirit of argue- consistency, the only thing that I'll say in all of this is that if we're going to hold her accountable, and we should, by the way, we should hold everyone accountable for everything that they say, then we need to hold, continue to hold people like Jenk accountable. Um, and and me, so what I appreciate. Yeah, go ahead. Because there's more. And then I'll, I'll, I'll get into what, what some people kind of have criticized her actually for. Because <laughs> the comments themselves, I actually would agree that it's not necessary. Right, well, here I'll, I'll get into okay. it. Um, uh, arguing that uh, quote intrin- it, uh, intrinsic to be straight is finding gay sex acts quote gross. Uh, defending Marine General Peter Pace after he condemned homosexual acts as immoral um, by suggesting his view- his views are actually normal. Uh, opposing Harriet Meyer's nomination to the Supreme Court by implying she is a closeted lesbian and comparing her, quote, lesbian haircut to those worn by presidents of now and glad. Promoting the ugliest and most destructive stereotype as gay men as pedof- uh, pedophile predators by suggesting the anti-gay attitudes are based in, quote, concerns that adult gay men tend to be attracted to very young post-pubescent types, bringing them into the lifestyle in a way that many consider to be immoral, and that gay rights groups seek to organize very young, impressionable teens who may have an inclination that they are gay. Um, one other thing that's not in this article is that she uh, reposted and, and agreed with someone's comment about how people in the Middle East are living in mud huts and living like savages. And So, you know, on, it, on its face, these are gross, but if she had apologized for and Glenn Greenwald even said this, and he's not a fan of hers mm-hmm. at all. On the and he's gay also. Um, so and he said, look, on the face, if she had just apologized for these, we could have moved on. Like they're gross. That's uh, it. And that's what I appreciate about Jank. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I was, I was going to say he he definitely owned up to it. Yeah. And uh, uh, Joy did not. <laughs> but Joanne Reed, uh, even though she had apologized for previous homophobic posts, claimed that her blog, which has been taken down years ago. Uh, was somehow hacked into post more a uh, post you know uh, being taken along down. with the wayback machine and uh, yeah the wayback <laughs> machine um and she claimed that maybe Russians did it so this is again <laughs> fucking using the, the again you know we talk about RussiaGate every week so, and how they use it to fucking it, it, yeah. cover their horrible behavior so it gets even worse because I, I mean we're talking about this topically now we're using shorthand referring to things that are in the news i know a lot of people that didn't know what archive.org was before today or yesterday or they didn't know what the wayback machine is basically it takes snapshots of every web page every few days forever it's a massive archive and it's it's done basically through the library of congress of the united states right, right? so you can't hack into it and like so somebody was like well they didn't say that she the they hacked the archive they're saying they hacked the blog years after she wrote it i'm like that's not how archiving works <laughs> it's a timestamp of what was there at the time literally she wrote the it. library of congress has the records of all these blogs so, and you cannot hack the fucking library of congress so, unless you're uh, nicholas cage in national fucking treasure <laughs> three like in in the spirit of anyone listening to this years after we've recorded it um in doing their own way back research um so joy basically went and hired some hack cyber 
hacking expert oh, fucking God. genius piece of shit <laughs> that totally grifted her and said, oh, yeah, I can totally prove that somebody hacked your blog. And um, some people at Daily Beast, which is Joy's alma mater, where she started writing, basically interviewed him and, and said, like, it's on pause now. They, they investigated the whole thing saying, no, he's there's no this signs this was hacked at all. <laughs> this, there, he's lying to you, Joy. And Joy's now stuck in this thing, basically <laughs> trying to worm her way out of it, trying to hold on to her job. And it, it's just it's it's just getting better by the day, I swear. So it's, I. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I loathe Joanne Reed. She is a totally dishonest actor. She smears <laughs> progressives all the time. I, I would not have wanted her to be fired necessarily if she had owned up to these and said, look, I'm sorry. Uh, this was shitty. I've evolved as a person. People are allowed to evolve on issues, you know. I'm sure we, you know, the, the, I'm sure we've all <laughs> held positions that we no longer hold. I was that just talking so- about what that was somebody today, how the resistance was different in the beginning than it is now. And, you know, so yes, I have tweets out there that were aligned with it before it became all about Clinton and, you know, Russia and all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, on its face, that would have been fine. She fucking lied about it and, you know, further tried to stoke fucking tensions with Russia and push this bullshit Russia narrative to get out of the fact that she wrote some really shitty things and people also dug up her old tweets, which she never deleted around the same time, which were equally as homophobic and fucking. (laughs) So it was like, well, did did the the Russians fucking plant these tweets in your timeline, you know, eight years ago? And she linked to these blog posts too, in her tweets. So it's. Oh yeah. Well, then you can see the link uh, shorthand in the thing. So it's like, no, these aren't fake. These are real. They would have had to win time traveling Russian hackers on top of. So. She has, she's a fucking journalist, you know, quote unquote, and she has literally no integrity whatsoever. We knew we've she's known this. She's not for, a journalist, yeah. <laughs> but that's what, like she plays one on TV, you know. She, right. She's not. A, I'm not a doctor. I play well, one. Somebody called like, her. Somebody called her a news actress today. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. That's a good. Uh, so no, she really does deserve to be fired. Like if MSNBC doesn't fire her, uh, MSNBC has fired actual journalists for reporting on the news in a way that's uh, mm-hmm. unpleasant to them. You know, we just heard last week. Ed Schultz talking about, uh, you know, how Phil Griffin fucking called him and said, you are not going to cover Bernie Sanders presidential right. announcement because, you know, the queen demands it. Um, it. It's fucking absurd and preposterous. And even mainstream outlets who are, I would not call at all progressive outlets, Vox, you know, media, all these mm-hmm. pretty, you know, mainstream establishment outlets are like, <clears throat> this is fucked up. She's bullshitting. Well, this is, yeah, she it's, really is they, like, it's like um, there's no integrity. Uh, you know, Vox turned on um, fucking what's his name the other day, the other week. Um, Sam Harris, yeah, same shit. Where they were like, "Dude, your your shitty racist Islamophobic takes are we're not going to tolerate that anymore." You know? It only took him like ten years to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <but> whatever. It's <laughs> funny. Like, well, and it was because because it was like Sam Harris was like, "There's just something different about those Arabs." And then he went on uh, Bill Maher, and, or, or no, it wasn't Bill Maher. It was no, it was Joe Rogan. And I'm, I'm kind of mad that Joe Rogan went along with this. And they were, he was like, "There's just something different about women when it comes to math." And Joe Rogan's like, "Oh yeah, because women are not good at pool tournaments either." And that must be. It's like there's study after study that shows that the socialization of people and, and the culture around a certain type of activity mm-hmm. or event or performance. Uh, vastly affects the performance of certain people. If it's dominated by men, they're going to do better because they're more comfortable in that environment than otherwise, right? So absolutely, girls yeah. are not encouraged equally in math and science. Right, right. So, so the women that do enter those things like have to be even better 
than their contemporaries to get where they are, you know, because yeah. there are some of those those hurdles. So when I heard, you know, it was like Sam Harris was like, well, I can't get away with saying that there's something different about Arabs anymore. Maybe I can try doing it with women. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, let's let's cast a wider net. Maybe I'll get yeah. some of those MRA guys See, <laughs> listening I'll be surprised. to my podcast. I'll be surprised though if they do uh, fire her MSN uh, BC or, or any of to. them. No, they because should. she's she's willing to say anything for a price, and that to them is priceless. She will yeah. literally well, yeah, I mean, do whatever they want. People dug up tweets from 2010 where she called Bernie Sanders like the future of the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. and now she <laughs> smears him left and right because they pay her a lot of money to do it. She's but a I, I did see. <laughs> I did see uh, th- there's some rumblings from it, you know people within MB- within MSNBC that her ratings are so bad that they're not it might not be worth all this controversy and they may fire her <laughs> for that reason because this is a lot of bad PR for them. Yeah, um, well, that would be nice. But the problem is that I I see a lot of um, you know tweets of people that are defending her, and even <clears> though <throat> you know we're going through the, the truth of it. It's not necessarily holding with some of her defenders. Um, they are still believing, um, you know, this this fake expert, you know, that that said she was hacked. There are people that are still buying Gee, her line like, of shit. It's so. almost as if they're paid by a, a, a shady consortium to uh, literally <laughs> uh, go along with any narrative that the mm. centrists come up with. It's weird. Whatever I don't know. Mean. It's almost <laughs> like uh, you know the Brock bots and the Sally Albright uh, dead person Abby accounts. Like they're all just waiting there for shit like this. You know, you just press the button and activate the bot army. We got to save one of our grifter shills. Christ. You and your conspiracies. Yeah, no, we're all conspiracy. <laughs> Speaking of conspiracy theorists, we talked about this a little last week, but it was just happening. Fucking CNN. I mean, you know, not that they have any integrity whatsoever. Um, just one of the most blatant, disgusting smears they've done, uh, lumping Jimmy Dore in with uh, yeah, right. Alex Jones and yeah. pedophiles and, the, and neo-Nazis in the same fucking article, mm. you know, claiming that he... Uh, thinks the Syria attacks are hoaxes, which he's never said. Um, he said right. that, hey, you know, the fucking UN and the independent, uh, you know, in the UK have said like, hey, uh, these look a lot more like Syrian rebel attacks trying to make that make it look, you know, we talk, mm-hmm. I don't need to go right. into the evidence. It, it, I am 100% convinced well, at this point that it was probably so, the rebels. So I, I was but, I was ambivalent about it, not ambivalent, but I wasn't convinced either way until I was actually watching Jimmy Dore last Saturday live in the afternoon. And I had usually you, you played so many pieces of evidence, like videos. Right, right, right. So usually I watch like clips of Jimmy Dore after it, but I haven't really watched a lot of these like full live show before. And he just ran clip after clip after clip after clip of so journalists who had been so there, of experts. This is last that, Saturday? This is like people yeah. that actually had, had finally gotten in there and investigated it and talked to doctors who had quote-unquote treated people and yeah. talked to all these eyewitnesses. And they were like, yes, people came in com- saying that there had just been a gas attack. So we treated them accordingly as you would if someone said, oh, I have something in my eyes or I may have been exposed to something. We flushed them all out. So, yes, we treated them based on what we were told. None of them had any symptoms of actually had been experiencing a cast attack. None right. of them, right? Robert, but they were filming everything. These people that rushed them all in were filming everything, and then they just rushed them all out, and it was over. So yeah. it, it almost so it like, like it was like staged. It. Yeah, yeah. It lo- uh, yeah, and this was this was based on a bunch of journalists that talked to dozens of people and a bunch of experts, and and you know, so it's they're all conspiracy theorists. All these <laughs> yeah. award-winning journalists are conspiracy theorists. They're just as bad as Nazis and, and pedophiles, guys. <laughs> Robert Fisk, who has won uh, a, a, a World Press Award as a foreign reporter seven times, he's a fucking award-winning journalist who's been covering uh, the Middle East since the 70s, 
was over there and talked to a bunch of doctors and went to the hospital that this attack, you know, allegedly took place near. And the doctors there all said, no, we all, we treated all these people for hypoxia because they were in these tunnels, uh, you know, where, the, where they have to hide when the Americans or the Syrians or whoever is bombing the fucking shit out of their, uh, their home. <laughs> um, and they all came in with horrible, uh, breathing problems because there's so much dust that get, gets kicked up when all these, uh, you know, bombing campaigns happen. And he said he was literally treating all these people for that. And then some people he's never seen before came running in screaming about a gas attack. And then, you know, the white helmets came in and they took the video and they threw the water on the guy and then they left. And he's like, there, there was no, I, we never saw any evidence of a gas attack, no evidence of 70 people dying. Like he, he doesn't know where it like, uh, OAN, which is a, you know, slightly right wing, but they're, they're a news organization. They have reporters. They sent a reporter to the site. He filmed, you know, on location there. Um, he was talking to doctors and they said that the same thing happened. Like people came in, um, you know, that they've never seen before, basically staged a, a video of, of, you know, cleaning off people's faces with chemical weapons, uh, yeah, or chemical, you know, whatever mm -hmm. and left. And it's like, it's so fucking obvious that the rebels are trying to get the U S to come in and fucking, bomb Assad because the rebels are getting their asses handed to them. Mm -hmm. and well, again, and it can be multiple you know, things. It's not necessarily saying that it's a hoax or that there are crisis actors. It could be that many individuals were told that this was happening and, and believed, you know, that because they oh, were having yeah. breathing problems, you know what I mean? It, it, yeah, that, absolutely. Well, yeah, somebody yells out gas. You're like, oh, fuck. Like, what, you know, yeah, like it's, that. it's yeah. like yelling fire in a crowded theater. You don't know. If you, if you don't may not smell smoke or but you, someone yells fire, you're going to run for your life because you're not going to you don't know you could be there's a placebo effect if you yeah, yeah you're already yeah. having breathing problems and somebody says you were well, gassed know. yeah well, and there's no way to prove it after the fact like oh right. you must have got me there to the hospital in time to flush my eyes out and i'm okay now right so you right. don't know and of course we bombed before the investigators went in which is suspicious as fuck because we knew there probably wasn't gonna be any evidence to find so but it's still and uh, then like see, they looked at all the places they bombed and it was all places that like had very little real value you know, like to not actually right. escalate the war at all. Well, they claimed they bombed a chemical weapons facility and it was total bullshit. It turned out to be a facility where they made anti-venom for snake bites. And it was right <laughs> in the middle of the capital of Syria. So I kind of yeah. doubt that they would put a all fucking the chemical weapons in Syria facility. Are like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking feeding time. Open season. Um, but but really, it's like, you know, but again, it's like the government lies to you as a matter of, of you know, daily occurrence that's just their daily mode of operation like that's just what they do mm -hmm. and so cnn is one fucking... of the propaganda arms so, yeah and <laughs> cnn who smeared jimmy Dore as a, a conspiracy theorist for questioning the state narrative sent a reporter after you know two weeks later to fucking you know duma uh who picked up a backpack and sniffed it and said oh yeah you know it, it stings it really uh that was her fucking evidence that, <laughs> that, that there was a chemical weapons attack she fucking picked up a backpack and sniffed it so you know Either she's the dumbest motherfucker in the world, or she knew there weren't any chemical weapons on that backpack. Because I don't I know really... about you, I'm not going <laughs> to fucking sniff a, 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 a piece of rubble that has chlorine gas or mustard gas or fucking sarin gas on it if I think there is any on it. Well, yeah. we've all seen enough movies to know the real way you test for poison is to uh, lick your uh, pinky finger and then <laughs> yeah, tap yeah, it. Yeah, the way you test you, for drugs. You, yeah, you yeah. tap it on your tongue, but you don't actually like ingest it or sniff it. That's just how you do it. <laughs> 
I just really hope to God that when many of our progressive candidates win this time around and they get finally asked after they've been ignored for two years and they get finally asked by places like CNN and MSNBC to be on there, I hope they all say, fuck off. I really do. <laughs> well, they won't have them on. They don't have people like Rokan on. They don't have actual progressives on. They, they, they no. fucking, you know, they have on the fucking... The cops, the cop Democrats, the people yeah. who are on the intelligence committees and the people who are prosecutors. Mm-hmm. And it will um, happen eventually that they won't have a choice, though. That it, I it hope. will be. I mean, that's yeah. the hope. But, yeah. um, so, you know, it's just what, so What's the average so age of a CNN viewer? 68. Uh, dead? Yeah, no. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 68. Uh, so, yeah, they're really, uh, really speaking to the youth of America. But, <laughs> but just to tell you how dishonest they are, they cut the, the when they posted the clip online of that reporter, they cut around that part. So they 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 cut out the part where she sniffs the backpack because they realized, hey, she's either the stupidest person in the world or she knew there wasn't chemical weapons on that fucking backpack. Um, but it's just the most ridiculous fucking thing you've ever seen. Like, it, it, uh, God. CNN's <clears throat> fucking awful. Did you get you guys? Uh, I don't know if I, th- I think Jimmy was Jimmy Dore was playing this on Saturday. Also, the clip of everyone at the Bernie rally chanting together "fuck CNN." Yeah, like, yeah right yeah. before CNN, CNN was going to go. Well, you know, I mean, it's like they they would they rather would show an empty podium of Trump and then narrate over that than they would talk about Bernie or they would they would rather show that than Bernie's uh, you know victory speech when he just won like four states in one night. You know, it was, you know, well, God, you know, they chanted CNN sucks at a Trump rally and, 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 and everyone in the mainstream was so aghast and taken back. You remember <laughs> the fucking, the cable, like, oh my God, how de- they're savages. Like, this is, look at what happens at Trump rally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys fucking suck. You're, 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 you're committing journalistic malpractice every time you go on the fucking air. Yeah, well, and they, and they so give, everyone knows you They suck. give credibility like, to Trump by actually running actual fake news. You know, every time he calls yeah. out fake news uh, and people go, just, you know, well, that's, he's not wrong. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how we'll transition to this, but I guess we should just talk about Bill Cosby because uh, good old fucking, <sighs> you know. All right, let's Rufy in the fucking drink is uh, going to be. Did you guys see the clip from the Cosby show that somebody was circulating today? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, many times. Okay, so I had had seen like other things from different things that were problematic, but this one's like, oh my God. Um, So it's like a backyard picnic, picnic, right? And everyone's making out with each other. And uh, Mom Huxtable's like, what's going on? And he's like, you know that special barbecue sauce I always tell you about? And, she, and the audience, you know, laugh track laughs and everything. And he's like, no, really, I put something in it because it releases like your inner whatever. And then he's like, let's wow. go upstairs and have some more of that barbecue sauce. And the audience is laughing. And he talks like he's got a whole cup of it by the bedside yeah. table. I mean, yeah. like. And not, even without, like, let's say that like that none of this shit ever came to light or no conviction, whatever. Just that scene alone is really fucking creepy. You know, but of course you have the laugh track, so you're like, "That's not bad, right? This is okay, right?" <laughs> it's still, you, you gotta watch it. It's really you have a bunch of dead people laughing at it, so it's cool. You know, we'll we'll share it on our uh, Twitter and our yeah. Facebook if you guys want to check it out. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, um, it's pretty fucking gross. <laughs> gross in any context, honestly. Yeah. So, what do you guys think? Do we think I I'm doing a poll on my guilty. Twitter? No, I'm just <laughs> 
is he going to commit suicide? Because I can't even fucking believe that they just they let him leave. Okay, no, so of course. is he going to commit? And, you know, right. celebrity. So is he going to commit suicide? Is somebody going to kill him in jail? Is he going to spend a long time in jail and die or other? What do we think? I hope he dies in jail, uh, miserable. Um, <laughs> he'll get really. Penalty, he'll suddenly he fall ill and then within six months die of natural causes. And I mean, in jail? No, he won't. It'll happen before. It'll happen before. It'll be like the Enron guy. What? The Enron guy just yeah. like mysteriously dies of a heart condition right before he's about to go to jail, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Or he'll flee the country, which 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 is why the DA uh, was saying, "Hey, he's a flight risk. He's super fucking rich. He might leave." And then he <laughs> went on a you know cursing tirade against. <laughs> I don't person. have a private plane. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, because uh, I'm sure he doesn't have the resources to get out of the country uh, undetected if he wanted. Bull fucking shit. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I talked to a guy today who works at a, like a Walgreens or whatever, and, and I've talked to him about other court cases. He's the guy that sells me my wine, right? And we, but we talk about like legal shit, stuff's going on in the news. And you guys have wine at Walgreens? He, <laughs> the guy that sells me my wine, oh, is that like, well, like your weed dealer? Kinda, yeah, he's always the same guy. He's, he's like a little <laughs> bit younger than me. He's a black guy. And uh, he's just like, man, I don't believe this Cosby shit. And I just, I just was like, oh, okay. And he's like, well, you know, there's all these people he was paying off and he stopped paying them. So that's why he, they, they came back at him for it. And I was like, why do you think he was paying them off? <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> I, I just kind of said like, I've heard some people say that, but I, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to have a debate about it, but I just, I, I was kind of shocked. But again, well, and I'd say 62 women, but it's beyond 62 women. Those are just the ones that have publicly come forward. It's probably hundreds, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this well, is not something, I, you know, it's a pattern of behavior. It's not something absolutely, you, you stop. Absolutely, you know, and, and it wasn't, it's not, wasn't like, oh, we had some, some miscommunication about, you know, consent. He was like, right. I, somebody asked for allergy medication or a Benadryl and he gave her a, like a Quaalude instead, or, you know, it was, it was like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah and I'm sure means. in his brain he thought, well, I'm just unlocking their inner passionate, whatever, and I, that's, I mean, completely illegal and unethical on every level. Um, but also, it doesn't really do that, you know. And, and even if you wanted it to, and then you know, a lot of times, it, like a lot of these people testified, a lot of these women testified, they would they would be too inebriated to even leave on their own. So he just shuffle them off well, yeah. into a, in a limo and dump them somewhere. How twisted and dark and I don't even know fucked up do you have to be to need someone? To be completely unconscious in order to have I don't sex like you with want them, them like completely I, unconscious. To me, very, I mean, very. To me, it just says that there's yeah. probably even darker shit out there that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Because what is once you know unconscious is one step away from dead, mm-hmm. and it seems to me like that there yeah. could be bodies out there, very likely. So I mean, look, he was rich as fuck. He was very famous. He probably could have had a lot of women, you know, consensually, or he could have certainly you know, found women that would be willing to take money to sleep with him. But mm-hmm. it clearly was about actually the power of drugging them and like, you know, them not consenting. Like that's what he enjoyed about mm-hmm. it. it. Well, and been... not wanting them to be able to talk about it later, you know? Yeah. So he thought that it was, you know, it would make them forget. And I guess when you get away with it for that long, you think you're it's in just the clear. Fucking, oh God, it's disgusting. I, it really is. So yeah. no. Well, I mean, you know, I know you don't believe in God, but I think, cell. Moments like this, I certainly hope there is one because I don't, yeah, (laughs) 
I don't have a lot of nice things to say. About I'll be happy with his consciousness, you know, not not existing anymore. Either way, I mean, whatever. Yeah, that's that's a poison too. But yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so. Yeah, I mean that that was that was crazy. Uh, <laughs> again, don't know how to transition to this, but uh, there are a bunch <laughs> of Nazis down in Georgia this week. <laughs> transition is terrible people <laughs> oh man yeah. i wonder what the nazis think of the cosby verdict because on the one hand oh god they're so conflicted uh, but on the other hand on the one mm. hand they hate women and don't believe <laughs> right. and, and think that women deserve <laughs> like, everything that they get like, but well, on the other hand it's a black guy we don't think cosby did anything wrong but we still hope they lynch him <laughs> is the, the nazi take on the cosby oh verdict. god so yeah, all, all all the fucking uh all the all the you know sweaty guys who couldn't get laid uh had a big rally down in Georgia this week. Uh it wasn't actually <laughs> that big. That. It was sweaty like, guys who couldn't get laid. <laughs> you know, it was like, you know, what were there, like 30 of them there. Mm-hmm. Um so they had their, you know, their free speech march basically where they were, you know, talking about, you know, <laughs> white genocide and a white ethno state <clears throat> and other horrendous, you know, genocide. Yeah, when did free fucking... speech get to be the the code name for <laughs> neo Nazi rhetoric? I don't know. Sam Harris. You know, it's, 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 the waters are very muddied because of, you know, Supreme Court decisions and things like that. I, I certainly think that people should show up and fucking protest and, you know, show how much stronger uh, our ideas are than their ideas. Uh, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Like, but so, you know, that's, did, that was what happened. A bunch of uh, Antifa or Antifa, you know, (laughs) fucking, I, I really need to add that on my soundboard. Um, a bunch of uh you know of antifa guys showed up and like other uh you know counter protesters and the cops rather than you know making sure that the people uh advocating for a genocide of uh, anyone who's not white making sure that they weren't you know threatening anybody because they were all carrying fucking assault rifles cops pointed uh assault rifles in the face of unarmed protesters because they wouldn't take their masks down uh, and arrested a bunch of them because you know right. that's just what fucking happens. So for uh, for context, so. uh, Georgia has a law against wearing a mask or even just like a bandana on your face in public <laughs> because they wanted to stop the KKK from doing it back in the day. But of course, now it's 2018, so the police who are protecting the Nazis are using that law to point machine guns at the people that are opposed to fascism. Yeah, they didn't point a machine gun at any of the Nazis during this rally. They only pointed it at uh, unarmed peaceful protesters. And these cops, I mean... We're saying, hey, Nazis are kind of bad. You, you, <laughs> see, you see a lot of cops in, like, SWAT tech gear, like, all dressed in black, right? These guys were, like, all Vietnam-era, uh, like, uh, green fatigue color stuff. But still just, like, you can't even see their bodies. They're, they have so many layers of, of gear and shit on them, you know, and then, yeah, like they're pointing guns. It's a small fucking podunk town. They have fucking tanks. And these protesters aren't even in the street. They're on the fucking sidewalk up against a hedgerow with their hands in the air. But this guy's got this assault rifle pointed to eye level right at their heads. You know, I always fucking say, you know, my favorite fucking lyric of all time. Some of those that work forces is the same that burn crosses. Like these guys clearly uh, sympathize with the Nazis more than they sympathize with the Antifa guys. Um, because they had no problem pointing a fucking yeah. loaded AR. But by the way, they tr- they supposedly teach you uh, never point a gun at somebody unless you plan on using it. So oh, they you know, to. They want to. <laughs> I'm sure they they would love the slightest provocation to start fucking firing on these people. Well, it's if just... you needed any proof that you know our police and law enforcement had been infiltrated by neo Nazis, 
There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the Bush Justice Department already did. We talked about that a lot. How right. they did a report back in 08 about how neo-Nazis and the Klan have totally infiltrated the uh, positions of power in local law that enforcement all over the country. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a plan, yeah. Well, that's, you know, in the same token, now you've got uh, guys like me, they're communists who have uh, worked for the Department of State. So, <laughs> yeah, your ideology doesn't, you know, <laughs> preach fucking killing people who are a different color than you. Your, your ideology yeah, is like, hey, well, maybe we should all have like food and, and shelter. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's kind of like, how do you how do you reconcile your political views that may conflict with your profession? It's like, well you be a professional and you keep advocating for the, the, the world you want to see out there, you know, and that's, I don't think there's a conflict there. We all got to work, you know? Yeah. And you know, and, that's and, what and, we and, told ourselves at countrywide too. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, my, my job entails trying to help people uh, get the documentation they need to be able to travel where they want to go and it's all legal and yeah, there's well, you're working for the no, DOD or something exactly <laughs> no but you know yeah. again people at Countrywide told themselves that they were helping people that were minorities and underprivileged and like get into the mm-hmm. home of their dreams of we all have yeah. things that we tell By ourselves by selling them predatory to... loans that, you well know, right like, <laughs> that's right. the thing that they could never well, actually pay off so one of the mental acrobatics one of the things that companies try to do is tell people that they can't go get a passport on their own they have to hire a company uh, and spend $800 to go do it for them right Especially if they're in like a time crunch, right? So they just lie to people and say, oh, we got to do it for you. You'll never get it in time. So people call in. They're like, hey, I just spent $600 and I don't think they're actually going to do it. And I'm like, yeah, you can go do it yourself and I'll tell you how to do it. So, I mean, if anything, I'm hoping I can save people a little bit of money by telling them how to do these things on their own. All right, you damn do-gooder. <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> you do-gooder, Connie. But I get, I get so many calls from people who are newly uh, citizens or uh, immigrants or they, their parents were uh immigrants and they don't know what their status is or how to get their own citizenship documentation or i get calls from social workers trying to help people that don't speak english you know it's it's very little of what i do is like people gone on vacation it's almost always some way more you know somebody in crisis kind of thing or i had somebody call in they were homeless or it was a social worker calling for somebody who was homeless and they had nothing because they've been robbed so many times they had no identification whatsoever and yeah. so we got down to the point where I was like, okay, have they been arrested anywhere? Could you at least get an arrest report from a police department that could at least verify who they are so they could attempt to start granting some of these documents back again? You know, so um, I certainly try to think outside the box and trying to help people whenever possible. Um, so, yeah, you know, down in while we're talking about the South and guns and all this shit. Uh, and Nazis uh, and right-wing lunatics uh, down in Tennessee uh, last week there was a shooting at a Waffle House uh, the shooter Not the ended Waffle up... House, no! Uh, right. <laughs> the shooter ended up killing four people he came in with uh, an assault rifle I believe it was an AR-15 and no clothes um, and no clothes, no pants on this, this guy had other problems but uh, among them he was a sovereign citizen which is this far right uh group that you know i'm sure they're they're basically you know they're like the timothy mcveighs they think that they're they're in the united states but they're not citizens they're not subject to uh any laws of the u.s or any taxes which is always a big thing with them and does no one come after them well they don't no i I don't know they just got bumped up at the top of the fbi's um 
watch list. Yeah, n- now they're pretty yeah, up there. but they they're they're like the Ted Kaczynski guys. Yeah. They try to live off the grid and shit like that. Um, I mean, shit. If all I have to do is go, I'm a sovereign citizen. I will no longer pay taxes. I'm in. You know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they get away with that. I think they they just are morally opposed to it. But so yeah, yeah. you know, this guy was a terrorist. He went in there. I'm not going to say his name, glorify him, but he went in there and fucking killed a bunch of people. Now the only reason he didn't kill more people. Uh, is because there's an absolute fucking hero uh, in the Waffle House, uh, this black guy named James Shaw. Who Yay, hero. Hero in the Waffle House. That's He grabbed <laughs> the fucking guy's gun as he was firing, b- yep. got horrible burns on his hands, wrestled it away from him. Uh, and, and, you know, the guy eventually, the guy ran away, but they eventually caught him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a so crazy not a good guy hunt, with but... a gun? Just no, yeah, guy. surprisingly, <laughs> a good guy with a gun, uh, it, it, it was not what it took to stop do, the bad guy Do you guy see with a gun. The, the tweet that was like the, a riff on the Bob Dylan song, uh, a Waffle House hero is somebody that whatever the... <laughs> <do you> <laughs> anyway, fun. That's a Lennon song. Lennon song? Oh, <laughs> you're right. Hero. Fuck. Love that song. Man, you're getting old, song. Anthony, you know that shit. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love John Lennon, but um, so... This guy, this guy is fucking amazing. On top of that, he's raised one hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars for the shooting victims, not including himself. He's like he started GoFundMe's for the uh, like other victims who were injured and not killed. And the you know, mm-hmm. this guy is like fucking amazing. And in contrast with this fucking you know racist far right you know terrorist piece of shit who went in there and tried to kill all these people. But again. This is just more proof that, you know, you don't need a fucking good... And I'm sure if somebody else had a gun and started firing, maybe more people would be dead. I mean, that's... that's... I can't believe there aren't more shootings at Waffle Houses. Have you been in one? Yeah. Well, especially when it's well, it was a predominantly black in the morning and, and knew there would be black drunk. people, you know, like there. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, he, it is a definite a, hangover place. <laughs> he had a... He knew what he was going in there to do. He knew that it was a yeah. black area of town. Like, he, mm-hmm. he, was, a, he was a terrorist. It was, a, it was just like Dylan Roof going into that... All, you know black church in charleston yeah. shooting the people up he was trying to uh you know rid the country of of you know a few more black people so like the, that's the, the way these people the think. nra uh fucking crazy people said well if he would have had a gun he could have stopped him right away before he shot four other people which is <laughs> the most insane shit i've ever heard um because when the police show up um, there's no such thing as a good guy with a gun if you're right. the black guy, right? The only reason... Oh, God, they would have fucking mowed him down exactly. first. Exactly, exactly. I mean, assuming they showed up and he still had it on him, whatever, you know, but still, it's like you right. you don't know. So, you know, I mean, the guy clearly sacrificed his own life or he risked his own life to... easily could have been shot and killed himself. Sure, um, yeah. But, man, I mean, you, you watch him out there in that tan suit and the, and the burgundy turtleneck and you're just like, holy shit, this guy's guy's a hero on every level. (laughs) He knows how to to fucking dress like a hero. Fashion icon, too. No, he's great. But, uh, and and that piece of shit, they caught him uh, after he was hiding in the bushes. Took him in alive, too. Um, Oh, yeah, of course. You know, he gets taken in alive, kills four people. Gets taken in alive. White guy. Uh, But, you know, if you're black and holding a cell phone in your own backyard, you fucking get killed. So, you know. Yeah. It, it, oh, that. and and there was that fucking guy in Toronto who mo- who killed like nine people or something. He mowed them down with his car, mm-hmm. pulled a gun on a cop, and the cop still didn't shoot him and managed to peacefully uh, de-escalate yeah. the situation. He, he didn't actually have well, a gun. Canada. He was like gesturing with his hand to try to make it look like it, you know, which he 
he was trying to do suicide. But by that cop, would have easily right? gotten you killed. You oh, know, well, but it's like the cops are trained to not kill you if they think no, I think you're he had trying. A fake, to get... I think he had a toy gun, though. They, I think he okay. had a fake gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they, they, he had something that looked they, like a gun. They train I mean, I would the police not to shoot if they think someone's trying to get them to shoot, like what they call suicide. I by trained cop, some you know? police like that. But you know, <laughs> no, no, in Toronto, in Canada, they do. Yeah, oh, they, yeah, yeah. But it's they actually train them to de-escalate the fucking situation. How is if you use a car? It doesn't matter who you are. If you use a car to mow people down, crush them to death with a four-ton metal box moving at speed they will never call it terrorism if you're white yeah well so but that guy also actually could also be considered a terrorist because he was what what they call an incel which i didn't know about and i went down a fucking rabbit hole the other day reading about Uh-oh. it is uh involuntary involuntarily celibate so it's basically oh, guys yeah. who can't get laid who blame the chads and stacys of the world they have like terms for like guys and girls like girls who are Slots, I guess, in their mind, mm. who have sex with the chads, who are like they've the said this about a couple of the shooters before, though, and then it no, well, out it, it's to an actual. True, well, so. I mean, yeah. it, supposedly he he wrote a manifesto, like he yeah, wrote he a little did. note, yeah. and like you know, talking about this guy who is like a famous incel. It's this whole the internet is not good for society. <laughs> like I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it is, but like there, there's too many fucking weird, like little so, fringe things that get encouraged yeah, I mean, on the internet. One of the theories that the reason of violent crime has gone down is because there's free porn on the internet. Yeah. And when there's free porn, there's less violence, right? So. Which is also you, the reason look why at a we lot should of have sex shooters. workers legal. Yeah. Like the Virginia Tech guy, like, cited the fact that yeah, he couldn't get girls exactly. to sleep with him. Like, a lot Did of mass never, shooters. Never crossed their mind to, like, a laid. crew with a better sense of personality and accomplishment <laughs> and confidence. No, it's always and, the, it's always the you know, women's fault capable. that, they're, that no. they're unfuckable. Like, it's not their fault. And then you see people they're... defending them, saying, well, it's all these feminists not putting out that's made it so much. It's like, no. Right, because yeah, they're no. all entitled to pussy. No, it's because they can fucking read the room and they can tell you're a fucking psycho and that's why they don't want to fuck you. Because you give off fucking serial killer vibes because you are a future fucking serial killer. You just killer, proved you know, how right they were. Yeah. <laughs> this is, you know, there was a lot of controversy about Backpage disappearing and, and the, you know, and how it's endangering That's sex workers. And, yeah. Um, you know, and I think this is another reason why prostitution should be legal and, you know, Absolutely. controlled and made safe and everything because it, it would actually net, <clears throat> you know, be a net positive for society. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and that's no, absolutely another, another place where a certain kind of um, swerf, as they call it, feminist, uh, sex worker, exclusionary, radical feminist. Um, mm. They like to share talking points with the police where they try to equate all sex trafficking with uh, consensual sex work, which just not is, is not the case. Right. Um, yeah. Right. But they'll any exclusionary yeah. feminist is fucking scum in my opinion because yeah. you know you think about turfs like you know sex worker like it's just no you're you're like just a different kind of bigot like if you're exclusionary of somebody with your feminism or with your yeah. whatever you believe i mean in, just, i can understand the bigot, like, like some of the ideas like well you know the womb is a sacred thing and if you don't really have you know whatever but it's like get the fuck over it <laughs> you know that's also kind of like almost like sam harris level like you know phrenology yeah. type like well you know i don't believe that you could be a woman if you don't but some women have you know don't have wombs because of you know like certain like you mm-hmm. can't you know well, have children are they lesser women because like that's it's fucking bullshit like you know? all of this speaks to a very binary worldview that i think we're starting to move past as a society mm-hmm. we're not quite there yet but it's yeah. you know you're either straight or you're gay you know you're either male or you're female and and the reality is so much more nuanced and complex than any of that that just 
the average person can't wrap their it can brains be. around. It can be. I mean, for some people, it is still they are just one thing or they are just the other thing. Doesn't mean other and things exactly. don't exist, though. It's, yeah. it's like it's, you know, it's, it's most most for, most, yeah. um, most explanations for things are simple, but then ten percent of the time they're actually really complicated. <laughs> you know, yeah. it doesn't mean they're not true. So. The Janelle Monet came out as pansexual this week and people lost their minds. I guess she had identified as bisexual up until she understood being pansexual as, you know, sort of the the spectrum of genders and sexual orientation. I still don't even and, fully understand it, but like I'm uh, yeah, all I mean, of it. Yeah. I think some of that is just like, well, every 20 years we need a new term to call the thing we used to call it. But, you know, whatever. It's People can be whatever they want to be. I, I think there's... Like we talked about last week, a little bit of an overzealous need to redefine things well, yeah, a little bit, but I mostly with like you know, yeah term policing. But that's but like yeah, identify as whatever you want, like whatever whatever you feel describes yeah. you the best. Like be you know. who you want, love who you want. I mean, not kids or you know animals. <laughs> well, this this goes <laughs> whatever consenting person yeah. you want. Yeah. This goes back to the Joy and Reed thing where the people defending Joy and Reed were saying, well, the leftists are just trying to uh, use homophobia as a wedge issue to be de- to be divisive to divide the left and it's like uh uh-uh. we were never never dabbling in that whole arena uh we've always 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 been okay with that you know and you can go back to however many decades you need to go back to find examples of that but it's it's the people that like to you know share the memes of uh our, our president making out with uh, vladimir putin they're like haha see they're making out see gay that's funny that's a drug you know it's like those are the people there's who so are now yeah, defending exactly. joy so and reed saying well it's it's only 10 years ago what's the big deal you know that's ancient which really history. means i still feel that way what's the big deal is really what they're trying to say yeah, yeah, like you said the truth of it, at least there's a ton her, of yeah. fucking hope like that that's one of my biggest pet peeves is there's like so much homophobia and like the trump putin like you know <clears throat> fucking yeah. stephen colbert you know oh well trump's mouth is putin's cock holster like no you're just being a fucking homophobic dickhead like you're not funny yeah. you're not clever you're just serving the fucking will of the establishment although the you word cock holster you know, is funny to say on tv though I it mean, is sure. It's just sure, sometimes you get a good word. And you're like, but it's like Stephen Colbert used to actually fucking speak truth to power, and now he uh, speaks lies on behalf of power. Well, he gets it's fucking paid sixteen million dollars now. I got a raise. Yeah, he he speaks a, much, a little truth in every now and then. Uh, but yeah, I, he speaks a narrow truth that makes the Democrats look good. He never would speak truth to a Democrat or about a Democrat, mm-hmm. like if it was inconvenient for the establishment narrative. Oh yeah, well in his character when he did the the Colbert rapport um, was a much better indictment of of politics as it is, and then he kind of got tired of doing it, but it was like you know. He didn't really know what to do after that. Yeah, but it's. I think that's why like John Stewart ran away too, because I think yeah. like you know he he had some moments where he was less than great, and you know some could say even really shitty. But I think largely he did speak truth. I mean, he he like grilled Nancy Pelosi on a show several times mm-hmm. about like some of the bad shit that the Democrats were doing. He um, talked a lot about, you know, Palestinian human rights and things like that as a, a Jew. Like, you know, right. so he had, mm-hmm. you know, he couldn't be called an anti, although I'm sure they did anyway. Um, and I think he saw the kind of where the wind was blowing. He's like, I can't, I'm not going to tow this, like, you know, I can't just lie and pretend that, like, the Democrats are fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just not. farm. Like, he, you know, he talked a lot about socialistic, you know, policies, even though he was, you know, 
Oh, then he, kind of then he, him and his wife opened but... up a fucking animal sanctuary. So yeah. he's he's good in my book. He's so. living a better life now. Yeah, no, yeah. he's you know a lot sure happier, he's happier now. Yeah, but uh, but I think that's what happened is that you, Comedy Central definitely kind of. I think that, but I think you can just burn out too. That there's only so many sure. times I mean, you can give these you know outraged um, you know tirades before you're just like I'm I'm out of I'm out of anything. I got nothing left. So. Yeah. And he actually, you know, would do things too. He would go like he went with the uh, 9-11 uh, first responders down to Congress because Congress was holding their fucking health care hostage and didn't want to pay for treatment well, uh, yeah. when they all got fucking cancer for digging people so, out of rubble. Yeah. For, you one, know, of the, one of the rare areas where you, you really... shame them into doing something. Yeah, well, you really do see a difference, at least in the ideology of the, the two main parties, is um, just that, like that. You know, where it's like Democrats might still go, well, we should charge them for health care, but they should still get it. Whereas the Republicans <laughs> were like, our firefighters are getting asbestos cancer from World Trade Center. So? <laughs> like, yeah, really. like, oh, my God. Ugh, God. Well, I would clarify, that's the Republican politicians. I don't know that all the Republican people actually feel oh, that no, way. No, yeah. Even they are represented. No, a lot of the Republican people were the ones getting a spe- you know, we were, right. only only referring to the politicians here. Yeah. Yeah. When it, typically, I mean, you know, that and even we were talking earlier about well, Bernie's jobs bill. It's like that bill, once it's explained to the American people and not smeared by everybody in the establishment media, is going to be wildly fucking popular because Republicans want jobs the same as Democrats. And, you know, somebody working in fucking Alabama who, you know, lost a fucking manufacturing job mm-hmm. is going to hear this and be like, that's fucking great. Like, yeah, great. I, I, I need a job. I would love a job that pays me a living wage and has uh, health benefits and family leave and things like that. Uh, I don't care who the fuck is proposing it. You know, the Republicans claim to propose shit like that all the time. So it's like, well, for There's, some of them, it's going to destroy their their whole narrative of the you know the lazy poor person that just yeah, doesn't want to work. You know what? Yeah. But that, that's that's like a media net. There's always a push in in the establishment to demonize you know right wing voters and or you know people who are considered Republican voters, and we may disagree with them on a lot of issues. And I think a lot of that is their programming, but. When you really explain things to them in a way, and, you know, I hate to always, it's beating a dead horse, but, you know, when Bernie goes to, like, West Virginia to a room full of Trump voters and explains what universal health care is to them, they're all like, yeah, that's a great fucking yeah, we've idea. we've all got Why black lungs from that? the coal mine. We could probably use it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. These, these ideas are not far left fringe ideas. These are universally popular ideas. So They're socialist I, ideas because they help fucking society. My, uh, one, you know, one of them I like them if you explain them what they are. One of my favorite writers. This guy named David Harvey. He's a um, social geographer, Marxist interpreter, and uh, you know, reading Marx is kind of tough because it's, it's it's some of it's tough to uh, to dig into. Uh, David Harvey, Professor David Harvey, is a good interpreter of Marx, and he's critical of some of the more fringy left folks. And he says, "Look, you know, a lot of the you can't have a successful labor movement if it's purely just lefty folks. It's got to be based around yep. building community." in the churches and in the neighborhood associations and all these other places of organizing if you want to have a successful mass movement. So, you know, you might not get everyone to be as lefty as you are, but you can organize around the things that everyone has common values on, like having a job, putting food on the table. Why not do that? Well, the entire concept of solidarity. Exactly. That's what, you know, did you see the pictures of the teachers in Arizona this week? Holy shit. 
And Yemen's like, well, you can't red stay. They're never going to go. It's like, no, no, no. Those teachers are wearing red because they're communists. Because <laughs> they're yeah, commie teachers. They're identifying with the fucking socialists. Uh, yeah, they're wearing, they're, they're wearing the other kind of red state apparel. Arizona is not a state to be poor in, let me just say. I've lived in that state. It's not a state you want to be yeah. poor in. Yeah, well, you got to pay for air conditioning up the wazoo. It, it, it's exceedingly becoming yeah. that there's not a single state in America where it's where you can get by on, like, you know, being poor or, you know, making minimum wage. I mean. Yeah, but there are some states that are better in terms oh, sure, of yeah. services, resources, charities, New things York, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's weird. I mean, it's like there's a lot more services here, but it's also way more expensive to live anywhere. And it's like, a mm-hmm. you know. Weird mix, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, again, this is like fucking not rocket science to us, and of course, anyone that thinks about it. But you know, people in the establishment media are paid to not think about it or to lie about it. So you know, people stay divided, and it's like Bernie understands uh, the concept of coalition building, of going to these red states and talking to these people like they're people, and not fucking calling them fucking yokels or hicks or shaming them or you know. And this is what I would remind people in social media, too, is that when we're having these conversations that, and this will probably get into our next topic, Mm. that I think it's possible to listen and be respectful and to find that common ground without necessarily constantly hating on and shaming one another. So, right, exactly. I agree. One statement is that this does not apply to rich people. No, exactly. (laughs) It does not apply to people with real vertical power. Yeah. So, you know, so if we, I was rich, you no, guys well, it's, would it's not to me. pure. It's not purely that rich. I, I that's a simplification, but people with Thank power you. who are actually oppressing everyone who's rich, uh, has lower power. Class and music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, see, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, essentially, it is anyone that's rich. Um, but no, I mean, it's not, I'm not talking about like a middle class person who has a successful small business. I'm talking about somebody who's a fucking, you know, who's a, a day trader on Wall Street or somebody who's, you know, a politician mm-hmm. or what, you know. Um, but so what's the amount? What's the cutoff? I don't fucking know. <laughs> How rich can I get you, before I'm evil? Are you uh, <laughs> trying to define the, the class war with a binary? Are you trying to say there's not a spectrum of wealth? It's a spectrum. Yeah, yeah. No, wealth is a spectrum, just like gender. And, no, I just want to understand um, his line. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I, you know, we, we were talking a lot uh, in the in the week uh, after our, our argument on the podcast about respectability <laughs> politics and how it's destructive and how you allow people who sound intelligent to uh, insidiously uh trick people into thinking that they're an intellectual and at the same time they're spreading horrendous genocidal maniac ideas but so, they do it politely in any calm tone of voice you yeah, know like like barack obama yeah. is the, you know the perfect example but i i actually have some audio i want to play uh and you know thanks to jimmy Dore for digging this up but mm-hmm. um it, it's an it's a, a an interview that uh charlie rose you know noted good guy charlie rose mm. was doing with um Thomas Friedman, who is a New York Times bestselling author, I believe he actually writes for the Times still. Um, and thank and everyone, God too, because you know, yeah, because he's fucking. By the way, you know, it, it this doesn't even get into it, but he is such a fucking bitch of uh, Bin Salman in Saudi Arabia. He does. He wrote one of the most disgusting puff piece propaganda articles about Saudi Arabia recently. But I'm not even getting into it. So. He, again, is a guy that people on the left think is this big fucking smarty pants. He's written all these books. He's like a philosopher. He's written like, uh, you know, the world is flat. He's written a bunch of books that people consider these treatises on 21st century American politics and society. Um, 
so they think he's a genius because he you know speaks eloquently and i just want to play for you maybe the dumbest three minutes of audio you will ever hear in your entire three life. whole minutes um, you're gonna do the whole three yeah, minutes yeah. all right all right yeah, yeah buckle up hold your horse all right. <laughs> all right so take a listen to this and then we'll come back and talk about it because it's kind of fucking stunning if you haven't heard it before now that the war is over and there's some difficulty with the peace was it worth doing well, i think it was unquestionably um uh worth doing charlie um, and I, I think that <clears throat> looking back, I now certainly feel I understand more what the war was about. Um, and it's interesting to talk about it here um, in Silicon Valley, because um, I think looking back at the 1990s, uh, I can identify that there are actually three bubbles of the 1990s. There was the NASDAQ bubble. There was the corporate governance bubble. And um, lastly, there was what I would call the terrorism bubble. And the first two were based on creative accounting. The last was based on moral creative accounting. The terrorism bubble that basically built up over the 1990s said, flying airplanes into the World Trade Center, that's okay. Wrapping yourself with dynamite and blowing up Israelis in a pizza parlor, that's okay because we're weak and they're strong and the weak have a different morality. Having your preachers say that's okay, that's okay. Having your charities raise money for people who do these kinds of things, that's okay. And having your press call people who do these kind of things martyrs, that's okay. And that built up as a bubble, Charlie. And 9-11 to me was the, the, the peak of that bubble. And what we learned on 9-11 in a gut way was that that bubble was a fundamental threat to our open society. Because there is no wall high enough, no INS agent smart enough, no metal detector efficient enough to protect an open society from people motivated by that bubble. And what we needed to do was go over to that part of the world, I'm afraid, and burst that bubble. We needed to go over there, basically, um, and um, uh, take out a very big stick. Um, right in the heart of, of that world and, um, and burst that bubble. And there was only one way to do it. Because part of that bubble said, we've got you. This bubble is actually going to level the balance of power between us and you because we don't care about life. We're ready to sacrifice and all you care about are your stock options and your hummers. And what they needed to see was American boys and girls going house to house from Basra to Baghdad um, and basically saying, which part of this sentence don't you understand? You don't think, you know, we care uh, about our open society? You think this bubble fantasy, we're just going to let it grow? Well, suck on this, okay? That, Charlie, <laughs> was what this war was about. We could have hit Saudi Arabia. It, it was part of that bubble. Could have hit Pakistan. We hit Iraq because we could. That's the real And the message. So... Wait, wait, wait. I just want to say, uh, he did say boys and girls, so let's applaud him. Hire more women soldiers. I mean, have you ever heard a more disgusting thing in your fucking life than him saying uh, that we went into Iraq because we could, and, you know, basically we, we went in there to tell them, you know, suck on this. Like, I, I, he, he, ju he said... They needed to see American boys and girls go from house to house and back. 
we we went from house to house fucking terrorizing Iraqi grandmothers and fucking, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, not in the name of democracy. So let's get that straight. I mean, he completely mischaracterizes it as though it's about our free society. It was never about our free society. Well, that's part of the money and oil. I mean, they're all just like that over there. You know, not even just, you know, that kind of people. I mean, this guy is considered a fucking intellect. This guy is a fucking <laughs> jingoistic fucking moron. Like, and and he's considered like a left, you know, a left wing no, intellectual. Well, he, he's, like, he's a fucking he's not a moron. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's on Charlie Rose. He's talking to Charlie Rose, right? He's on PBS, yeah, yeah. right? But you can tell there's a you can you can sense the tension that's like just under the surface there, where he he's putting weird stressors on certain words he says in weird ways that you can tell that like he's got some really difficult internal control freak issues right like he has to like wash his hands 45 times a day and yeah. you know like talks to his fingernails but he still knows how to play the game he still knows how to apply respectability politics so that he can advocate mass murder and people nod their heads like oh that's an interesting point i never thought about it quite that way because he's talking in a very soft tone of voice that occasionally gets a little bit t- tense but you know you can see what he's doing he doesn't swear He's not throwing his fist up in the air. He's not, you know, screaming to a crowd. He's talking in a very mannered way so yeah, that people take him seriously. He's a author with a lot of degrees, and he's talking very eloquently. Right. And it's like, but he's advocating for genocide and war crimes and illegal, you know, illegal occupation. Yeah, he, and like the military is a bully and not even for a legitimate reason. It's just, well, we could have picked any of these countries. We just picked the easiest one because that's how fucking noble we are. You know, what's, what's funny is that at least publicly, his argument was to the right of George Bush's because George Bush, you know, initially during the Iraq invasions, like this is not a culture war. We are not going to war with Islam. But like, he was saying, no, wow. we need to go to war with Islam. Like he was fucking to the right of George Liberals W. Bush. Liberals would credit David Frum for that uh, elegant prose that George W. Bush had. <laughs> no, I, I know. But you know what yeah. I mean? Like he's to the right of the Bush administration's yeah. official, you know, like propaganda about about the war and how we're just going to root out the terrorists and you know like the people who attacked us 9-11 and all that or just their bullshit relatives you know you know third cousin or whoever whoever we'll get them all we'll go house to house bin laden's driver and whoever else we got you know (laughs) but um I, i mean that's fucking disgusting and again he's taken super seriously and considered an intellectual because he says it in a fucking nice manner and doesn't raise his voice except as you said in weird intonations mm-hmm. um but and you know but he, what he's advocating for is fucking disgusting i mean like uh, so i i think I, the reason i played that is because you know like you were saying like the, we to highlight the danger of respectability politics and saying we we shouldn't call people pieces that guy's a piece is it okay if i call him a piece of shit yes well donna because he 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 <laughs> you know used his call what he says a piece of shit call his behavior a a piece piece of of shit okay well but the reason you know the reason i would say he is a piece of shit is because he's a smart guy he has a very prominent voice because of his writing and he uses that voice to further uh the influence of the military industrial complex and their talking points uh which is to kill a bunch of people all around the world for money so Mm. i mean to me that makes him a piece of shit like i I had to I checked myself on this a little bit as I was thinking it over this past week, and I thought, is there anyone that I could categorize, just go, like, that's a piece of shit? Actually, the one that came up to my head this week was Bill Cosby. Um, (laughs) 
um, you know, at, when I think about, you know, child rapists and stuff, and then I kind of questioned myself. I said, okay, well, you know, what other rapists, which you- <laughs> child rapists, and is, you know, is that any different from child murderers and all of that? So it's not that I don't understand where you're coming from. It's just that I think the way that you deal with this is you turn it on its head. If, if these people are doing barbaric things, but speaking about it, what in in a way that sounds intelligent and coherent and you know calm and all of that then i think that there's still a way for us to use those same tools to get our message across oh yeah our message right it doesn't mean i have to pussyfoot around his bullshit and Pretend I'm Kanye West and say, well, Trump's just all about love. Oh, God. We're going to talk about fucking Kanye. Uh, no. He just wants no, to be so provocative. The, yeah. the, the reason, the reason I, I kind of have a problem with that is because I think you don't reach real people when you do that necessarily. I think a lot of people you know, hear that and then hear your argument and then it's like, oh, well, two sides. And when you actually break through people's like uh, malaise and say, no, that guy's fucking a lunatic and he's lying to right. you and listen to what he's actually saying. He's a fucking piece of garbage. He's trying to tell you that it's Is cool there a to way to make that, that argument didn't even attack us. Is there a way to make that argument without saying he's a piece of shit? Is there he's a way a piece to of say crap. he's a piece of? You know, <laughs> well, here's like, the thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean what, what's what's the what's is there the real... way to say it's barbaric? It's lunacy? Yeah. All those other things you said, he, he but without a making it personal. Person who is doing this? Here's for money. here's why you need to make it personal, and and it's not about trying to be vulgar for the sake of, of vulgarity, but it's about undermining the normalization of what they're saying. Right. And the more they hear it, the more it undermines their ability to do it on a personal level, because he can't go out there and say that stuff confidently if there's, you know, Code Pink is behind him screaming, you know, you've got blood on your hands, you piece of shit. Right. You have to do those kinds of things because it does it fucks with them. Uh, Saul Alinsky said, you know, don't waste time going after an uh, organization if you can go after the people because it'll fuck with them and it fucks with their ability to be confident and go forth and say the terrible things they're advocating, right? So they are in positions of power that we'll never touch. So and you're destroying their credibility, which right. is what you should do to you know to make exactly. sure exactly. Um, what was what was the general that got a job teaching at uh, CUNI? Kind of kind of what? <laughs> what was it? Petraeus, yeah, Petraeus, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he got like heckled and hounded just walking into class to teach whatever fuck class he he had. As he should have. And it was like, yeah, he should have to live with that. He orchestrated the murder of hundreds of thousands of people. You know, it's he found an efficient way to kill a bunch of yeah. people who didn't actually have anything to do so, with the so whether I don't disagree with those right, actions. Exactly. So it's it's not that it's just cathartic like let's just get our anger out and swear at somebody. It there is a um a practical application of that tactic as, you know, going after whatever shred of humanity they have and not in a way that reaches them. I mean you definitely want to reach other people who are on your level, horizontally organized in ways that are respectful. But the, those people at the top, you want to take every shred of confidence they have away. And maybe that's it. I mean, maybe for me, a part of this is about meet people where they are. You know, there are people who might be inclined to hear some of what our messages on this podcast are various messages, but because we swear, they turn off to it. And that's okay. That offends them. That's fine. Okay. Um, there are other people who will only listen to it because we swear. And yeah. because we, you know, speak our, our truths and all of that. So mm-hmm. maybe it's speak just like about speak. I mean, like people... about meeting people where they are and having your message in different formats, kind of like different languages so that everyone gets mm-hmm. it. 
Yeah. I don't know, but I will choose I, <laughs> personally. I, I might swear, I might, you know, be upset, but I'll choose as my own tactic not to make it personal. You can choose I, otherwise. I, I get really annoyed when I listen to podcasts where they intentionally like censor them, where they'll say like "effin" or something like that. Like that, that drives <laughs> oh, me. Oh man, I, I follow some bike bicycle <laughs> advocate guy in Canada, and he was talking about um, somebody basically swerving it as someone on a bike in a bike lane with their car like encroaching on them and he literally said the word heck but he he instead of the letter e he put a star so it was h star ck and i was like did you just censor the fucking word heck and he's canadian so of course he did my daughter told me that that people said that hell was a bad word that they shouldn't mm. say, and that "darn" was a bad word. And I'm like, "What circles yeah, are hell you?" Is, hell out is in? a bad word. You did "fuck" is a much better word. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, "darn" is also a bad word. "Damn" is like I told her if she got better word. if she got in trouble for saying "fuck" at school, that I'd walk in right in front of the principal and high five her, <laughs> as long as it was justified, as long as whoever deserved it. Yeah, don't just be a little you know fucking asshole and go around and be like "fuck, fuck, fuck." You know? Exactly, but yeah. you know, if it was but a real bitch, call her a bitch, and I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's my my. Um, we should start a separate parenting podcast. And, uh, yes. parenting. Just give tips. Like How that. to teach your kids to swear? A podcast. I got no, that one so, on lockdown. I mean, but honestly, I mean, I think what you're saying is like, uh, and you know, I, I this is how I feel at least. Is it's almost a form of it's it's the same effect as you know a particular kind of protest, like blocking a road or something. It's mm-hmm. to raise awareness. It's to take people out of their comfort zone and actually, you know, make them pay attention. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. if you just like, if you protest in a field where nobody's fucking, you know, in a little, you know, designated protest zone where nobody is, it's like, who the fuck is going to pay attention? Well, you but can put lipstick on you... a pig and it's still a pig. Right. So, you know, you can try to paint horrific acts with a, with a smile and daisies and they're still horrific acts. I have no but problem I, but with I don't, yeah, calling I them think... that. I don't think, but I think when you don't, when you let someone like Thomas Friedman go unchallenged and you respond to him with the same level of measured discourse that he wraps Well, what are they going to do on, on PBS? Are they going to no, be I'm like, not saying Charlie Rose should fucking... be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, but I'm saying that's why I'm here to say, and we're here to say, hey, Thomas Friedman is a fucking maniac piece of shit mm-hmm. who is advocating for <laughs> genocide, but saying it in a nice way. If so, I said, right, you know, it's, it's, I, I, uh, I disagree with uh, Mr. Friedman's, uh, the respectable gentleman's right, exactly. uh, assessment that, that's, of the situation. That's the thing about res- like... respect- respectability politics is you're letting this person who has power dictate the rules of the debate, which is they get to have all the voice they want for mass murder as long as they perform in a certain way. You know, and you, know and you, you can get rid of that. You don't have to play by those rules. Well, you rules. agree to those rules when you choose the venue. I, so exactly. I so why no, let them Charlie do it? Rose, why like, let them I choose the venue? Why not say the venue is going to be calling you a pig fucker? Yeah. <laughs> Which is my you know favorite. What? Song, <laughs> respectability <laughs> politics is? You get points for that. <laughs> respectability politics is identity politics for discourse. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really boil it down. It's it to me at least. That's the, it, it's just identity politics for discourse. It's like, well, I don't like, 
you know, the way you're saying that, it's like, well, okay, but what am I saying? What's the substance of what I'm saying? And, you know, like, I don't what? know. I just, I see so much hate and discord in particular, well, you know, I arrows mean, thrown at one another sure, on, but... you know, on the left. Um, and I, I wish sometimes that we could be more calm and look for common ground more, but yeah, you, I can understand also the frustration of you hit a certain point and it's but just yeah, like, yeah, no. look, look for common with, ground amongst each other, not from yeah, a mass murder general. No. <laughs> and there are people who are just, you know, argumentative assholes or who follow, you know, bad actors, you know, like grifters on the left. Right. That, I don't think that's what we're doing. I think there's a very big dichotomy of, you know, having, you know, uh, being like, oh, like and arguing with another left wing, you know, fucking poor person being like, oh, well, you're a piece of shit. Like, I would never do that. I The only people I call pieces of shit are people who have positions of power and who use that power to continue to oppress the working class. Mm by dressing it up in flowery language. I think well, that's there are people a big who say difference. that any amount of money is evil and that any amount of yeah, money that, has power <laughs> or gives you power over someone else. So, you know, therefore, They've never been what poor. if I make a million dollars next year? <laughs> yeah, really, right. Because if $5 <laughs> means you don't go hungry, $5 is a, is a big deal. And it does not mean you have power in this world. So, so one of the things Marx talked about is that, yes, you have to keep working for revolution, right? But that is um, coming out of a place of having the basic necessities taken care of. You can't expect somebody who is about to be evicted from their home to say, well, I don't need money anymore. You know, I, I can live free of capitalism. It's like, no, they're about to lose their home. So right now they do need some fucking money to, to take care of that expense, right? So this idea that it has to be one or the other is, is ridiculous. And Marx talked about that, that like, yes, once you have those basic necessities cared for, then we can all spend what little free time we have working to totally radically change the entire system. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, 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 I you can be on the a... verge of homelessness with a $3 million home or, you know, a motel room. Yeah. But the, I mean, the, the if you've got a $3 million home, you can afford a cheaper home. It's not like you have no other you know, option. <laughs> this is almost like a false debate. Yeah. It, it's less, it, it is about money, but it's less about money than using prominence and power to advocate for, uh, horrible things oh. like you know it's just that's that's really who i have no problem saying you know they're a piece of shit like mm. i wouldn't necessarily call you know like i was saying earlier like a successful like restaurant local restaurant owner who has you know who makes the best fucking you know gyro in the world who opened three is it, gyro, is it gyro or gyro i've never understood the whole, yeah. <laughs> i don't know I, gyro. I, I, gyro. I, I, I love the, the the fucking arby's commercial it makes me laugh every time but um I wouldn't call him a piece of shit if he, you know, said something. I, I, you know, I would be, but he also does not have a position of power to go on PBS and and advocate for genocide and wrap it up in, you know, intellectualism. Yeah. Well, he I has call... a position of power over the employees in his restaurant, right. whether he chooses to give them a living wage or not. We all have varying levels of power. Yeah, is all I'm and, saying. but and if I found out that he was, you know purposely you know doing wage theft or not paying his employees a living wage i'd be like oh yeah that guy's kind of a piece of shit well technically but all there's... wage labor is theft so let's uh well so is taxation out. guys you know no uh, yeah. <laughs> no um but no i mean i i think we're splitting hairs i i, I really think you know i i think there's a clear demarcation line of people with pa and there's obviously varying degrees i mean you know uh Jimmy Dore has, you know, some level of power. He has a big audience, but he doesn't have as much power as fucking Donald Trump has or, you know, Hillary Clinton has. Mm. There, there's there's levels. It's not but the power. It's what you do with it. I agree th with that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it, if you use your position of power to advocate 
uh, for something that's going to harm or kill people or to make people's lives worse than you're a piece of shit. And if you know, especially if you know what you're doing, if you're a useful idiot, I almost pity you, but that that's exceedingly far and few between. Like, I, I can't really even think of a person like that off the top of my head who's not, who doesn't know what they're doing when they advocate for something horrible like Thomas Friedman did in that clip. Eh. Like, it, it's just, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's some yeah, you know, there's, there's, people that aren't there's, woke. There's, there's definitely some low level yeah, but, uh, Nazis that have a popular YouTube channel. I think really just, they got followers and they're like, Oh, I must be doing something good. Right. And then they, they get like a little bit higher up on that pedestal. They get wiped out. <laughs> and then you become Alex. Yeah. Jones. Like you're like, Oh fuck. Like you got a guy, I'm you got a guy who's got millions of views on YouTube who tries to do the same thing in real life and goes to a college campus and 12 people actually show up cause they want to hear them. It's it, and they realize like, Oh wow. Actually outside of my YouTube bubble, um, no one likes me. <laughs> So yeah, like Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos, when he goes to do a speech, gets fucking 10 people to show yeah. up. And, you know, five of them are counter protesters who managed to sneak in. And there's 100 people outside, you know, protesting the fucking thing. Yeah. It's like these people are not, you know, but yeah, but no, I, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, by the way, did you see how Milo got a fucking ran out of a bar because the DSA had I, I the didn't same bar? see it, but yeah, I mean, it was so funny. He walked into a bar and there was a DSA meeting in this bar in Manhattan and they just started chanting Nazi scum get out and he was he eventually just left out of shame. It was the funniest thing. Like literally in my head, what I just thought was the the tuba music from Kirby it was like Oh, you should watch the video. It was great. Oh, it was just like they were chanting Nazi yeah. scum, get out. And then he left and they all applauded. It was so fucking funny. Oh, it's on video. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was great. Well, you know, and it's, it's like all these uh, people Jabari are like, oh, our free speech is being taken away. Better, We're being but, censored from, um, you know, for being right wing. And it's like you all can still write whatever you fucking want on your own website. You don't have the right to write racist, home, genocidal bullshit on someone else's website if they don't want to let you. So sorry if you have a million subscribers that think a white ethnostate is great, but you don't have a right to do that if they don't want to let you. And that's part of terms and service. If you want to host your own blog and pay for it, and it's like I've said this before, it's not that expensive. You can do it for like 50 bucks a year. You can do all the fucking, say anything you want to. You can have all the free speech you ever wanted. Or you could just go work for MSNBC and people will cover for your hate speech and it'll be fine. Yeah, but then Russian hackers, though, they come after you. And then you just blame it on Russia and it'll be fine. No big deal, guys. It's all good. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I guess we're going to get. Oh, you know, real quick, we should talk about uh, North Korea possibly ending oh. the Korean War 65 years later. Damn. All right. Um, Let's do it. Yeah. North Korea and South Korea. So, yeah, they, you know, shit, shit seems to be. I mean, you know, I'm always, I'm always very cautiously optimistic, but it seems like things are going in the right direction in, in Korea. And, uh, you know, Kim Jong un. For the first time, sixty since the Korean War, I believe started, crossed into uh, South Korean territory to uh, meet with the South Korean president mm -hmm. and uh, you know discuss a peace treaty and discuss. Oh no, it's a done uh, deal. It's not just discuss. Like it's oh well, they, no, yeah. They, and yeah, they agreed to a to uh, and and to formally end the Korean War, which is still on paper going on, even though obviously there was an arms And not just end the war, but have, fire, I mean, this is basically unification, reunification. It sounds an awful lot and, like and it, on paper. And to our news, it sounds like this came out of nowhere because our news only covers like, well, what's Trump going to do with this summit with whatever? Mm -hmm. And it even like TYT today, Young Turks Day was like, well, they, Trump, it might go well for Trump, but he better send in all these inspectors to make sure all this, and it's like, 
it's already done. It's already done because millions of people, I don't, we don't get this kind of news, right? Because we're in America, but no. million, 16 million people They've in South Korea demonstrated for reunification. And everyone's like, well, how are we going to make sure that the people in North Korea aren't going to live in this, this hellscape? It's like by supporting their reunification. Because they're not just going to have peace. They're going to start opening up rail lines between the two countries. They're going to start opening up roads. The DMZ is going to cease to exist. They are going to become one country again. And that's the way you get out of this isolation hole they've been in for so long. And, they're, and, they're, and you know, we talked about it. I, I think we talked about it on air. But, like, North Korean people and, you know, Kim Jong-un, I'm sure, realizes are fucking suffering because they're, you know, they've been so isolated from the world. And I think he realizes, whether it's for altruistic reasons or not, like, hey... We can't keep fucking doing this because either my people are going to rise up and kill me or the U.S. is going to come in and, you know, try to take well, me uh, out or assassinate they, they, they me. Were, it's like uh, we got to fucking end this. Yeah. Like it's not, They've been isolated by sanctions, not by choice yeah, exactly. of their own. Right. So a, a little bit about South Korea, uh, who's been pushing for this forever. There have been a ton of like real anti-war groups who've been pushing for this. Um, so Moon Jae-in is the president of uh, South Korea. A uh, little background on him. He was a student activist that got arrested protesting um, an administration that basically wiped out their uh, the Constitution and imposed uh, a dictatorship back in, I believe it was in the 70s that happened. He got arrested. And then he became a human rights lawyer uh, defending labor rights activists and students uh, persecuted for opposing Korea's what was called then a military dictatorship. So he's the president of, of South Korea now. And he's the guy that, you know, this, what we're told is this awful dictator in North Korea is shaking hands with. And it's like, hey, maybe we should, <laughs> you know, support the progressive presidents in, once in a while. Well, because we always think because the media is totally, you know, their narrative is totally created and controlled by the military industrial complex. We always think in terms of like, no, we can't trust them. They're horrible butcher. It's that, that whole narrative. Assad's a butcher, you know, Kim Jong-un's a maniac. We don't fucking know because all we get is military industrial complex propaganda. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I do actually they do think bad that that things? was, like, sure, that was the image that they put out purposely for Kim Jong-un. I think his dad did that because he knew that his son was just like a, roly-poly softy and you know he looked happy all the time so he's like we better put out some scary shit about right. this guy or they're gonna just roll let's over let's tell him. everyone he and killed so... his uncle with dogs exactly <laughs> <laughs> like that's my true theory i think he's just like a really cool happy dude and i yeah, i think that I um you know maybe that'll come out now maybe <laughs> well, and yeah. you know he it's like look you're not you know you're not necessarily responsible for all the bad shit your father did or your yeah. family did and right. it's like if he decided well, unless you're barbara bush <laughs> yeah. well no she well she fucking you know was yeah but so, no i, like, I was thinking not, about that today it, it works into... in one direction not the other you can't be blamed for be your parents being shitty but you can be blamed if your kids turn out shitty because that was your job to yes, like make exactly. them not be a mess you have one fucking job um <laughs> No, but so, and again, we're not, like, nobody's saying, like, hey, we think Kim Jong-un is awesome. I'm saying I don't fucking know what he's like because right. all I've ever been fed is that he's fucking the second coming of Hitler and he wants to nuke the world. And it's like. Hey, I they hand out Coke with all their CDs. You get a little packet of Coke when you get a CD there. Wow. Awesome. How bad it's could like, it be? They probably, are they, is the CD like an AOL uh, free 15-hour disc? Probably. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> and it's like, well, oh, well, he rations his people's power. He doesn't have any fucking power of his own. They don't have enough fucking plants yeah. to generate. Like, so. No, and when they knew that ships of his people, like, you know, more and more were going into the water and risking death rather than stay one more day, I, I kind of think that was the, the clue in that he, he might need to do something or. Yeah. yeah. Go and down. again, I'm not even saying that he's not, he hasn't done necessarily bad things, but it, he was right. also born into a into a dictatorship so it's like he he probably i i I, my gut feeling and again i don't know and i'm not saying i think he's a great guy but my gut feeling is that he probably always realized like hey this is probably not the right thing to do we should really work towards unification Mm -hmm. and you know he's only been president for i wanted like not even 10 years i mean and and you know well and that was you know what one of the things they've they've talked about very little is what north korea really wants i mean they don't really want nukes they don't i mean they've wasted a ton of money on it because they need to like have legitimacy on the world say on the world stage right right yeah they want lumber (laughs) they want steel they want concrete and they have not been able to import those things they have not been able to do what any other country could do right well and families were separated too yeah. for yeah. you know years that's and another years, thing this piece, this piece thing is reuniting families you know it, this is if you watch democracy now today and you guys think democracy now is very dour and i agree it often is they interviewed <laughs> some some women uh they do good work i just oh yeah real journalism is depressing that's why no one does it yeah, doesn't yeah, give you the ratings true. right they interviewed uh <laughs> some women from this group called uh women cross dmz uh, a group of uh, largely made up of like uh, American military diplomat peace, p- people that are interested interested in peace, and they basically said this is this is one of the most comprehensive peace accords that's ever been written. We couldn't have written it better ourselves. It, it wow. reunifies these two countries in, in ways that uh, we couldn't have dreamed could be possible. It's not just an end to the technical war; it's a a real reunification. Now there is one caveat. It's because they think that China is now China and Japan are like going to be their long term enemies, so that's why they're teaming up. <laughs> but fuck, whatever it takes. I mean, you know, you know like, yeah, you know, he could decide to burrow in further and like threaten to nuke China or nuke South Korea if anyone, you know. This is why but, I want there to be proof of aliens because I think that's probably the only thing at this point that you would would unite humanity. Well, I mean, they I already did. Some we, proof. <laughs> today we celebrate our Independence Day. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, well, I mean, let's not even talk about. It. I could talk about aliens for three hours, but no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, honestly, yeah, I mean, it, it, this is great fucking news. And of course, every neocon and neoliberal who's really a neocon is going to tell you that, oh, well, this is do they've done this before and they've gone back. No, uh, Kim Jong Un's father has gone back on his word. He's not the look like you know. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't say that George Bush and. You know, Bernie's, you know, President Bernie <clears throat> Sanders are going to do the same thing because George Bush lied about Iraq. So therefore, Bernie is li- like, you can't you can't paint everyone with the same brush. It's like, yeah. Um, so I, and again, you know, let's obviously wait and see, but let's not fucking be hawkish about this and say, like, hey, we need to be more, you know, vigilant, more militaristic. No. That let them fucking work out a peace accord because again, I mean, none of our business well, if they want to. I, I think they already did great. it years like, ago. You saw the shit at the Olympics. You know, it was like these countries yeah. already are unified right now. So here's the question, though, because a lot of people are talking about this online. Do you give Trump any credit on this or no? So again, the women from this group called uh, Women Cross DMZ, uh, who I who were interviewed on on um, Democracy Now and uh, the what's. The real, real, real report is that the name of it with uh, Ben Norton. Real news. Real news. Yeah, 
interviewed multiple uh, people from this organization and said, yeah, we give Trump credit for not trying to sabotage it and actually like supporting it, you know, and, and even yeah. if it makes him look good for his ego, who cares? Because it yeah. does affect yeah, exactly. tens of millions of people who have wanted this for a long time. Yeah, I've seen a lot of progressives online saying, you know what, at least, you know, it might be accidental, it might be complete, you know, fluke of nature or whatever, but, you know, give credit. If not, you know, saying that that he's responsible for it, then certainly it's a good thing anyway that happened. A lot of reporters uh, last couple of days were talking about how um, the uh, Moon Jae-in from South Korea, even though he's this very leftist, progressive uh, lawyer turned president, um, was very congratulatory to Trump saying, you know, he's been very open-minded in ways that other uh, previous U.S. presidents have not been. Right. Yeah, including, you know, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, <clears throat> obviously George Bush and, you know, Bush Jr. and Sr. But it, it's what it is, is that the military industrial complex gets in all of their ears and says, hey, uh, don't make peace with these guys. They're maniacs. Yeah. We want to escalate. We need to keep them as this big villain so we can keep ramping up our military budget because we need to protect the So where's the John world. Bolton now? Right. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, Crying in a corner. Again, Kirby <laughs> Enthusiasm think, theme song of John Bolton sitting in a room by himself, <laughs> just all set. I think ultimately, and this is not necessarily to Trump's credit, uh, it's probably to, you know, as a person, his detriment, he doesn't really listen to anybody at the end of the day, like, you know, other than yeah. his own whatever. So if his instincts were telling him, hey, you know, this will make me look, even if it's not for good reasons, I don't fucking give a shit. Like, even if it's like, <laughs> hey, this will make me look really good if I could do something that Obama didn't. Like, if I right. if I negotiate this piece or if I can claim to go, that's fucking great. Like, whatever it takes. Again, I said, like, when he it's came It's going to kill a lot of Hillary supporters if more and more, well, But that's, you know, that's, that's what does makes me nuts good things. is that yeah. these fucking tribalist lunatics, bloodthirsty lunatics, would rather see us escalate with North Korea or escalate in Syria then actually seek peace. Like mm-hmm. we're all about peace and you know, we're all about policy. We well, don't care. Who yeah. So it's, it's why us lefties get tricked by assholes like Rand Paul, you know, or Paul Ryan because they're <laughs> anti-interventionists. Well, they're also anti-human aid too. They're just isolationist motherfuckers who, you know, the racist is hell. They just don't want to spend any money on a war anywhere. Uh, or give anyone a you know food either right so. but again i'll take right. their vote on no war and then just say yeah. fuck you guys when it comes to aid it's yeah. like you know you yeah. gotta like you said you gotta build a coalition well was it who was it Rand paul that just uh, was one of the uh critical votes to confirm pompeo this week <laughs> you know well you know he did they didn't even need he initially had opposed it but they didn't even need his vote because six fucking democrats right. voted yes anyway doug jones again, that at least road- he's not a pedophile <laughs> <laughs> That should be his God. re-election slogan. It's one point five percent better than right. better. <laughs> it's again, that's the, <laughs> that's the fucking rotating cast of villains that Glenn Greenwald talks about. It's like you you let just enough you get just enough they always manage to find just enough democratic votes to make sure horrible shit happens, but that vote is never there the other way. I, like you you know, I mean you can blame those Democrats, those six Democrats all you want, but at the end of the day, I, it's still Susan Sarandon's fault. <laughs> <laughs> God damn you, Susan. What a fucking fault. Oh, shit. All right. Two hours. Well, Two hours we went I, I, on. I, did, did, hey, I, this is a fucking trim. This is a trim as fuck podcast <laughs> yeah, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Because we got in like 10, cat, 10 fucking you know, topics. So, um, I didn't have to call yeah, anyone you know. Hitler either. 
<laughs> just just so you know, I only said that as like a funny callback to the way we opened the show where I just yelled out, fuck you, Hitler, like apropos of nothing. I thought that was clear, but if it wasn't, I apologize. It's all good. No, he actually thinks you're Hitler. He told me all that. <laughs> Quit stirring the pot over there, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you uh, like what you hear, uh, follow us on, uh, you know, Facebook, on Twitter, on SoundCloud. We're at soundcloud.com slash move left. Uh, you can go support the show over at Patreon at patreon.com slash move left. Three dollars. Um, what a bargain. Yeah. And I'm gonna add I'm gonna I'm gonna add one and two dollar categories on there too if you just want to support the show because we, we basically have been doing all the uh the movie reviews and the live feed. But we're gonna have a lot of uh good content coming up in the next couple of weeks. I have a lot of interviews uh lined up and potentially lined up uh with, with people you guys all know and love. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. We're gonna hopefully be doing the fog of war review next week. And even if you haven't seen the movie, you know, obviously if you're listening to this and you have time, go watch it. But it's all about, you know, Robert McNamara uh, expressing remorse for his actions and you know during the Vietnam War, the or- orchestrating the Vietnam War. Um, it, it'll have a lot of implications to, to to conflicts we're involved in now. I think so. I think that'll be worth a listen, even if you haven't seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're still on Facebook, God forbid, uh, we are at <laughs> Facebook. You hate yourself enough to see me on Facebook. <laughs> Which we all do. Facebook.com <laughs> yep. slashy thing. Uh, move left idiots if you want to follow us there. Yeah, I'm at SoundCloud. Oh, I hear it SoundCloud. <laughs> I'm at SoundCloud uh, headquarters. SoundCloud. I'm at move underscore left on Twitter. I'm at a poly bent, P-O-L-I-B-E-N-T. I'm at uh, chaos bot. Joy <laughs> That's just my screen name J-O-Y-R-E-I-T. for the cast. You guys always <laughs> you don't say shit when it's funny at the beginning. You always fuck me up at the end. <laughs> uh, so on Twitter.com, I'm chaos bot 5000. So go find me. It's not really his account. He's, he's really at your <laughs> I'm really Candace Eiston, motherfucker. <laughs> Really, yeah, he's he's Candace Eiston using a voice box to uh, lower lower the vocal pitch of uh, of her uh, oh, voice. Oh man, right now, I, we could really use her. I'm sure she's like in the waiting in the wings. Like Joanne Reed needs me. She needs me, but I can't. I just can't go back. I'm sure. I'm sure she wrote a piece on Medium that like four people read. Don't oh, worry, guys. Yeah. Like, she's, she's on the case. <laughs> um. a lawyer with All a political right. science degree. All right. Uh, <laughs> Join us next week on uh, Move Left Idiots.